Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2023. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to our Round 9 Teamless Tuesday podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by Mitch Brown, our expert physio. How are you going, Mitch? I'm well, mate. How are you? Going well for a Wednesday. Bit of a weird day, isn't it? Teamless at 11 o'clock. Mate, I'm all out of kilter. I usually have all my players done by Monday, and I'm doing injuries Tuesday night, and here I am tonight trying to get it all done at once before we start, so then be the breaks. Yeah, bit of a weird choice this day for the ANSEC round to keep two games left over, but it is what it is, right? That's exactly right. It'll uh, certainly, I think, affect some of the teams that we're playing. So the Chooks, the Dragons, the Storm and the Warriors. It'll be interesting to see how they pull up this week. Yeah, well, they, they grandfathered the Storm in by giving them the week off this week. So good luck to them. Well, let's let's have a look, mate, this week. Uh, how did you go, Mitch? Yeah, not a bad week. It was sort of marred by the concussion to CNK and uh, Torhu's knee injury, but... I've clawed up a few more ranks, so 889 this week with 4,370 my rank. So we're approaching the, the top 1,000, and that's my next landmark for the year, so pretty happy so far. That's awesome. How about you, mate? I uh, think it's going pretty well. Yeah, I did pretty well, so up, uh, I think, about 1,100, 1,200 places. Actually, no, because uh, I was at 1,800, so up about 1,400 places, up to 390 yeah. with a 947. So it was going even better before uh, Chance did that HIA, but them's the breaks. Yep. Yep. And Nick cracked it out early uh, before that last game. Got a 981. He's not here this week, but, uh, you know, so he can't talk himself up. Thank goodness. Mate, he's poised for one heck of a season. I know he's not here, but I'm sure he will listen. I've said it a few times, but honestly, if he had Sean Johnson, I think he'd be in the top 100. Seriously, he'd be in the top 100. Yeah, no, his team's looking good, mate. So I'm, I'm just trying to say... I'm just trying to push value to stay ahead. That's all I'm trying to do at the moment. I think you're doing a pretty good job. At- uh, we're trying, trying to, trying to, uh, trying to keep swimming. So, look, let's talk about things we got wrong. And look, I've got to say, apologies to Latrell here. I thought he would struggle against the good teams, but he seems to go up another level of effort this year. Uh, he's going to be a must buy at some point because he's just his last three scores. His average is ridiculous. So. He, like, in the game against the Panthers, I'd say it's the first time in a long time where he showed up for at least 60. And that's, like, you know, for a lot of the players, it's, like, interesting. But from him, you could see that that was probably the difference in the game at the end there. Yeah, exactly right. And uh, I think he's now unhindered by that knee injury. So it's looking close to wheels up. The only issue is that impending origin. Uh, For me, mate, with things I got wrong, uh, I was a bit sceptical about Jack Bird's ability to punch out good scores with that jink tackle bust against the better teams, and then he proceeds to punch out 14 of those tackle busts against a Roosters side. So that's seven up from last week and a score of 62. So congrats to any of you out there who listen to Nick and Stu. You're on probably the best center in the league right now. Uh, I wish I had him. Yeah, look, I'm sure he'll have some off weeks too. It is a bit of a roller coaster watching him where he can be 47 and a half and then spend the next 30 minutes of the second half still on 47 due to missed tackles. And mistakes but yeah when he's on he's on right he's he's one of the better players at that team so i think you know there won't be too many drop flaws probably in the low 40s so i don't think no that's it very happy all right mate look let's talk through it was uh we've got to talk through the leagues let me start with this one matt hurley mate if you're out there uh apologies to you uh last week 
you did achieve the top score uh, and we missed it. So, Matt, if you're listening out there, mate, our full apologies to you. We did conduct an investigation and uh, the relevant staff members have been fired. If you notice, Nick's not. So, <laughs> apologies to you. <laughs> no, it's just been stood down. One game suspension, maybe. All right. Uh, Mitch, take us away. What was happening in your competitive league? Mate, it's a good one to start with. I gave Elias Grant some stick two weeks ago when I beat him, and then he's proceeded to have two consecutive weeks, Stu, of being the top scorer in this league. This week, 982. That's a top 20 score, pipping Nick's 981. Mate, Elias, if you're listening, that is a heck of a score. Awesome effort. It is, mate. Well done. And on the other side, uh, Nick and I, we both won our respective leagues for the best score, so that was pretty good. Um. Nick with his 981, me with my 947. Uh, and guys, uh, Green Shoe has been knocked off from the top of our league. That's right, because we still got first overall in our league. Uh, Hissing Butter is first overall uh, with his score at the moment. So well done to you, mate, if you're listening. All right, Mitch, crazy round, lots of injuries. Uh, take us away. What happened to Regan Campbell-Gillard? It honestly looked a lot worse uh, than it's turned out. He's got a fairly significant groin strain is what we've been told. So that's looking like eight to 10 weeks. Now, Stu, that sort of number really indicates a fairly high degree of damage to that. Yeah, 10 weeks. That's that's a long time for a, for a groin injury. So, you know, we could be potentially looking at longer and I suspect he'll have sort of a graded return into the team. So he'll be playing that 20 and then 40 and then 60 minute role. Although he typically only gets, you know, 50 minutes, but he's going to be out for a protracted period of time, which is going to bring in Jermaine Hopgood as a, a another emerging contender. Uh, we sort of advised people to trade him out a couple of weeks ago, and now now he's back at the forefront of our mind. Bailey Simpson, so Category 1 HIA, 11 days. Isaac Targo, this one's probably a little bit more interesting because it at this stage isn't going to require surgery. I've seen this a few times in clinic. It's going to be at least four weeks. I'd probably say a little longer. The big concern with this injury is if you do return too early, there is that huge risk of a total rupture, and that can be season-ending, as we've seen with a few players this year. So I would say absolute minimum would be four weeks for Isaac, but in a team that's looking like a premiership contender, it's probably going to be closer to six. We've had a couple of years of unusual injuries, and that continues. Charlie Staines, bowel perforation. Never seen it before in my time working as a physio or a medic on the sideline. He's out for 10 weeks, and I cannot believe he was able to play through that. So well done, Charlie, and hopefully speedy recovery because that's not a nice thing to have. Asu Kapoa, tonsillitis, he's out for a week. Josh Schuster, Stu, we talked about this at the start of the season that he's prone to these sorts of injuries. He's done his quad again. I don't know the grading. Minimum two weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if he's out for a bit longer, so say a month, six weeks. Well, well, because if he's done it again, I'm guessing they're concerned with it, right? Oh, mate, I I was concerned on the previous injuries. So he just seems to tend towards those types of injuries and he's approaching that sort of Tommy Turbo can never touch territory. Uh, Brad Parker, listed surgery. There only is one surgery that could be three to four weeks and that's a knee arthroscope. I'd imagine that's from that previous ACL injury he had last year and some of the damage he might have had at that point there and it's probably just worsened with time. So I'd expect him to come back pretty well to normal if you are looking to get Brad, though I'm not sure you would. Tommy Turbo, the king of don't touch, minor groin, groin strain. He's named. He could be a game day withdrawal. He will be, uh, um, he, he will be a game day decision. 
and I, you know, you shouldn't be touching him one way or another. Daniel Tupo, Hammy, saw this one. I think it's probably erring towards more a high one than a low two. So we're probably looking at between five weeks. I'm going to take a guess and say probably four. Patamoga, shoulder injury. I, it looked to me live like he may have subluxed. It clearly wasn't out. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been to play. Um, clinically, I like them to be out for at least four to six weeks. Now, that sort of depends on if he's actually done any damage. So we know with Nathan Cleary uh, a couple of years ago, Stu, that when he subluxed, he actually did a considerable amount of damage to that shoulder joint, and that can happen. So we really have to await scans there. That That's a flat-out guess on how long he could be out for. Torhu Harris, MCL injury. So not not good to see mm. at all. Look, the, the Warriors are really flying. It's just an unlucky one. It sucks. They they probably brought him back a little early, but he just got put in a bad position. It's just one of those things. And at this point, I have to sell Torhu. I can't hold him for you know a total of eight weeks. I think it'll end up being really with below average scores, and uh, we might look to pick him up a bit later. But I'll be very gun shy with two repetitive pairs to the same region. It might be a bit like Brian Tosh, where we just don't see the same Torhu for the rest of the year. So gross. Just keep that one in mind, guys. Uh, we have seen it in the past. Like I know, you know, with Brian Toll, he sort of had that big MCL and he really hasn't been the same player since if you go through the stats. Joe Tavanga, Achilles, it's not snapped. We're just not sure about the damage there. I would say at least two weeks, probably longer. Uh, tendons take a lot longer to heal than muscles. And with that one at his age, they're going to take that pretty seriously. So absolute bare minimum too, which brings in a couple of players as potential pickups as a result of that. CNK, he's going to miss two games with that HA, which isn't great for all those owners like myself out there. And then Corey Oates, PCL strain. So he's out four weeks. So I'd say that's a grade two there. Uh, and players at this level typically come back pretty well. Though I would say if a player is going to have trouble, they'd be a winger. So it can make it a stride out and step off that. So if you do own Corey, which again, I'm not sure why you would, uh, just understand that when he does come back, he probably won't be the same guy for about two to three weeks. So he probably got seven weeks of below average Corey Oates there. Yeah, yeah that's well, that'll be interesting because that, uh, you know, he, he was probably an outside chance for Origin, but he, he probably won't be there now, right? Look, you could strap it up really heavily and maybe you could get him out there. Uh, of course, Origin, but, 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 but if you got, but if you got, if they got fit guys, right, if you got Cobo, you got, you know these other guys. You just play them. Queensland love to play, love to play their first thirteen, though, don't they? They like, they love trotting them out. They do because that's that that Queensland grit. Oh, I'd be surprised if he didn't play. Very okay, fair. I, I'm I'm not sure sure his first thirteen, but I thought he was a spot. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, all right. If that's the case, if if he's not, you know, got he's a, not a lock. Two, two, yeah, if he's not a lock, then he. Fair enough. Good to know. All right. Well, look, guys, let's have a talk about the naughty corner. Th thanks for the injuries, Mitch. My one's a lot shorter for you. Thank God. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Well, look, let's talk. Victor Radley is a fine again. So he, Victor Radley, you cannot own. Like, for whatever reason, whether it's out for him or whether it's just the way that he tackles, I'm not sure that it was a high tackle at all in the end of the day, but they no. charged him. So I'm pretty sure it was just a head clash. Um, Dylan Walker, interesting one. I'm not sure that he might fight this. Because uh, Dylan Walker's one, I think he was trying to lock up the ball. That's for a head slam. So he missed two to three matches if he does get uh, does get suspended for that. Obviously, Elikatao was beyond dazed. So uh, bad about I that. I think that's just the nature of a contact sport, though. You're getting tackled with your back going to the ground. It's hard not to hit your head when there's a bit of force there. Like, True. You know, I said it to you last night, mate. 
I, I hate seeing the neck concussions. I really do. But if you want to completely eradicate them, play all stag. Well, look, in this one, we probably missed Eli Katara off the list too because he did cop a cat one HIA, so he is cooked. He did. He so, did, yep. I've is got that one or two weeks? Hang on. I've got to check the dates because uh, they don't play this week anyway. So he's got the bye, right? And uh, and so two. round 10, I'm pretty sure they play late. They Oh, they play on the Saturday. So it's Tuesday, Saturday. He yep, should be Saturday. Fine. Yep, he is. Yep, he's good. Just because Friday be No, actually, you know what? If Chance is it eleven days in? No, no. If Chance misses the game, uh, uh, yes, he will. So that's two. Yeah, it's two. It's he two missed two games. Yep. So, so it must be eleven days inclusive of the Wednesday. So Wednesday, Thursday, etc. Yeah, I think day so one Tuesday starts must, for yeah, Thursday. No right. symptoms. Yep. Gross. All right. Well, with that in mind, uh, we also got to talk about who else is here. Uh, Ezra Mam and Payne Haas, both for hip drops. So Ezra Mam, uh, he cops a one-match suspension, as does Payne Haas, both for grade two dangerous contact, which is the hip drop. Now, Payne Haas could have fought his, I reckon, pretty successfully, but, you know, the media sort of hyped it up as, like, why didn't he get sent off? as like, uh, Ezra Mam, I think, just got to wear it. So either way, both of them aren't playing. Uh, no one else, I think, is really concerned about there with loading. So let's look at the first game, Mitch. Take us away. We've got Sharks versus Cowboys Thursday night. I'm going to be there. Nice. Uh, so with the Sharks, mate, Craig, Craig Fitzgibbon has named an unchanged 17 to the one that beat the Bulldogs in round eight. Uh, and Cowboys' Todd Payton has also stuck with the same 17 that beat Newcastle, just. However, Ruben Cotter <laughs> has been named to start at lock but will likely shift back to the bench for Jake Granville like the Cowboys did last week. Kalikafu Finifakui joins the extended bench. Mate, I just threw that name in there because he did join the extended bench, but I'm like, mate, how are you going to go with this one? But you killed it. There you go. I think <laughs> I butchered it, but I just kind of fumbled my way through and hoped it sounded close enough. If you say it with enough confidence, mate, no one's questioning you. <laughs> That's it. Well, look, take us away. Ruben Cotter, mate. We talked about him last week that he'd probably be a goer. 63. How? What were we thinking? Well, I think he probably is, but Stu, I'm wondering now if you're almost too late to get on him just with that uh, origin impending. The real risk here is we, we now clearly, and you said it last week, he, he averages those high 50 uh, points at the minutes that he got, and he got exactly the minutes we thought he would. The only reason we sort of cautioned it was perhaps he wouldn't, or he's now looking like an origin contender. I'll probably throw this one back at you. Do you think there's enough time to make the cash? Or is it one of those things where if he didn't get on him last week, it was um, too late? No, I, I'm, no. last week his break-even was still relatively high. I'm just having a look. Uh, so, yeah, look, pretty good to me. So, 63. Yeah, look, I, I think there's some time. He's got a round nine break-even of 40, right? I reckon he can be a buyer. He's got, uh, so nine, so he's got rounds 9, 10, 11, and 12 to play. And to be honest with you, like I was chatting with a couple of guys like Mark, who's a Cowboys for body. He reckons that he's in a contest with Tom Gilbert for the exact same spot and that Gilbert's... So, with that in I mind... I really like his base stats. 45 tackles, one tackle break, one turnover tackle, 189 metres. There's there's almost no attacking stats there, mate. That's 63 very solid points, isn't it, really? That's workmanlike. It is, and that's what he does in the middle of the field. Just, he came on, he stayed on. He's passed that hammy injury that he copped in the middle of last year that kind of put it oh he's well season. and truly over that isn't he really exactly so I, like he hasn't had that repetition that you worry about he's looking fit so for me uh i'd say that yes still by reuben cotter i've got absolutely no issues with buying it if you were trading out a tohu 
you can buy him. We'll come to that bit one a bit later. Now, the other one is Valentine Holmes. Now, he's a proven fantasy performer. He had a really reasonably good game that did have, I believe, a try assist in there. Uh, the, the thing about Valentine is that he's going to play Origin without a doubt. I think at this point, you'd probably be looking at Jack Bird or Joey Manu uh, as better alternatives for Valentine Holmes. Now, if you own him, he's certainly a hold till the Origin period, but I just think mm. there are better options out there. That's it. For, for the price point, there certainly are. And at 604k, it's hard to justify. That's it. And you even got good old mate, Connie Lemuelu. He's now confirmed to have kept his spot on an edge. So oh, plenty gross. of options all around. I sold him. Uh, all right, mate. Teague Wilson. I'm glad I didn't get on him at 38 points. What are you thinking? Oh, no. Look, the answer is, is that he had a good game. It's just that the the ball moved the other way. So it's actually moving to Britain Nakora. So I'd hold here. He's got to break him. But for me, he is a whole quality ball player. And he's the sort of guy where it actually number clubs. Like I hear that he's got significant interest from both the Raiders and the Panthers are interested in his services because of how well he's playing. So 38 is all in base stats. Uh, all he needs is sort of like a bit of a line break assist, try assist, anything like that. And he's he's pushing. So hold for him. Britton Nakora, yep. guy who did push 60, got 60. He's one of the best edges this year. He's getting good ball from his halves. He's, he's just sitting outside Nico, running great lines. He's kind of a sneaky buy. He's expensive, but he doesn't play origin. He plays well. I probably have other people ahead of him, but he's looking very, very good, averaging 58 points. That's not bad, but I think there are a couple of other options I like I like better. I no. think Joshy Curran's look. I certainly is. No, we just had to mention him because he's playing real well. Uh, high in yep. 72. I reckon he's the yeah. best captaincy option this week against the Cowboys at home. He might be the best captaincy option, period. He's been very, very, very good. He has been. Uh, he's got that great floor going on. Uh, and the weather in Sydney, I've just had a look here, just overclassed. So interesting this week because I know they've talked about the weather a little bit. So It matters, though. What you said last week, I was re-listening to the pod. It, it really does matter. Oh, uh, uh, Stu, 4 to 20 mil Saturday. And yeah, that's what thirty-five I'm... mils Sunday. That's that's a bit poo. That's it. So I'm you just got to think about that. That's terrible. Exactly. So you just got to watch who's playing oh, when, God. right, and where they're playing. So Panthers playing at home, right, out of Penrith. They're against the Tigers. So and you you certainly got to pick guys who who've got those great base stats. So yeah, I I figure that's Hines. He'll be playing well uh, on an edge at home. On a dry night, he, uh, sorry, Heinz, uh, that is. He's probably the best captain. Yep. Other guy you got to talk about, Scotty Drinkwater finally showed up. From what I saw, Ch- Chad Townsend took a bit of a back seat once they got close to the try line. And you saw a lot more of Scotty Drinkwater. He had a he had basically like a whole list of different attacking stats beneath his name for this one. So if I, I'm just bringing it up now. So, because I had it ready and then I closed it because I'm an idiot. So, guys, we had two try assists, two line breaks, two uh, one line break assist, uh, five tackle breaks, two offload to hands, 245 meters gained, three kick to... So, he just drank from all sorts of the milkshake there. Uh, but those base stats, big run stats, uh, are bigger than any of his two other games this year. So, it looks like he's that, putting there it together. Are a- there are a lot of attacking stats there for a guy who's playing the Sharks, then the Dragons, then the Roosters again, uh, then the Storm. I don't know if I like that with the next four out of five games being serious contender uh, teams. Uh, hold on. So you've got the Sharks, Roosters, Dragons, Tigers. 
Yeah. Eels. Storm. Storm post origin storm. Oh yeah. And and then the, and then Cowboys the, have been poo this year. Really. Okay, they that's should true. have gotten beaten by the Knights. I, I don't look, uh, you were right about Jack Bird, but I just I'm just putting a bit of caution no. to the wind. He didn't he didn't of get course. the Monica stink water for no reason from you. That's true. The um the other I think that was Nick, but the other one is to say post origin, so he plays 16, 17, 18. So Panthers, uh originless Panthers, post origin Rabbitohs, and then the Tigers. So that's gross, man. So you've got Tigers and Dragons and the rest are probably top four teams. Yeah. You've got Roosters twice. How are you looking at the same guy? I, I can't see the Roosters twice in there. So I've got that wrong. Yeah, I think you got the Tigers. So after the Dragons, it's the Tigers. Then the Eagles oh, yep. and the Storm. Yeah, no, you're right. Yep, yep, yep. All good. So, Even so, it's it's not great. It's not amazing. So let, let, let's wait Raiders. and see. I, I reckon he's a pickup this week. He's dropped 150 grand. So he looks like he's turned it around. You can my wait my only issue see. is have the Cowboys turned it around because he really does benefit from the Cowboys playing well. And I wasn't really convinced against Newcastle, if I'm honest. I thought Newcastle should have won that. True. I, th- I think they'll be better each week as the troops come back into form. They've just they've had this revolving door with injuries this year as well in their forwards, and as you can see, even with the Panthers, some of those injuries really hurt when they're your top guys. So I think that once, as their team gets back into shape, they'll continue to look better. So we'll wait and see. Anyway, he's he's a risk, but he's certainly a guy to get on. But look, I've got the Sharks by ten for this one. How about you, yeah, Mitch? Yeah, I got them by twelve, mate. I think they're they're a good chance, which means the Cowboys will probably win by four. Excellent. All right, we get to uh, we get to Friday night. We have got the Eels versus the Knights. Take us away. I the Hayes Dunster returns to the wing. Simmonson signed sideline with an HIA. Sean Russell goes to the centres. Rumi Greg front row. Makahisi Makatoa comes onto the bench. And for the Knights, Adam O'Brien's named the same seventeen. Kalen's Pong has been named to start bench again. We'll wait and see. So look, I've I've taken. Uh, the Eels this week. Look, guys, I'm going to write off George Hodgson. Six, he's looking washed. He was coming off the flu and he was playing in North Queensland. So I'm I'm just going to write him off until we see something worth looking at there because you, you can't only, if you, for some reason you've held on. Uh, Bryce Cartwright, guys, another quick guy, 26 points. Urgent sell named on the bench. Ryan Madison has been shifted to an edge. So that's probably the big news that I didn't write in my notes here. Uh, so Ryan Madison has moved to an edge this week. Jermaine Hopgood named at 13 Brass Cartwright. So if that holds to be true, uh, yeah, very big news. So speaking of guys, uh, Jermaine Hopgood. So he got a 36, but he did get a sin bin in that. So with Ring Cam- Campbell-Gillard out and Maddow on an edge, Hopgood starts looking like value again once his break even turns around because I'm pretty sure did it. So with that in mind, uh, I reckon he actually could be a buy in a few weeks because we know that once he plays at lock, he's, yeah, he's break even 65 this week. Yeah, so, you've got at least one or two weeks to have a look, don't you? Really? Exactly. You just want to have a look. He's a pickup for round 13 if he starts cracking out 50 pluses. That's really yep. what we want. Yep. Ryan Madison, 51. He was given a bit of an early rest here for a little bit uh, of it, playing up in those conditions up north and in a side which, you know, was a bit behind for a lot of the game. Uh, he played played for 74, but he was just none of those attacking stats really paid off. He was just tackles. Really good base for him, though, much like Ruben Cotter. And playing on an edge, I don't know about you, Mitch, but I really like uh, Maddo as an edge, playing outside Moses. I reckon that's his best position. 
I would 100% agree with that. And he's getting good service from Mitchell Moses. Yeah. And he protects Mitchell Moses well. So, which is the same again for Mitchell Moses, 34. Uh, concerns there in the tougher games, like we always say for Mitch. But if he's a hold, if you own. And with Ryan Madison outside him, I reckon he will look better this week. Hold. Last guy, guys, we really got to talk about Sean Lane. So I reckon he's a better buy this week than Matt if you need an edge with Katoa gone. So 50-50 who scores better week to week. But Sean Lane, guys, he's lost a lot of cash since he took those injuries and came off the bench. Uh, break him in a 57, so you do have a week. 684k. Um... He's a good play. He had he had his breakout year last year. We know how well he can play. Mitch, would any interest on your part? Well, look, there is. I'm not going to pick him up, but I understand if you do because there's no reason he can't be a 60-point player uh, moving forward. He's coming off that jaw injury, which won't really affect his play. And uh, we know from last season that he often is a 60-point a, a week player at the edge. So, wheels up. Yep. I think, I think next week. I'd go next week if I was going to get him there. Excellent. All right, I, I'm just I'm just not sure against the Knights whether we'll have a bit of a David at home, but we'll see. Oh, you know what? The, as I said, I've said it a few times. The Eels have looked good. They struggled up in bloody Darwin. God knows why they let that happen to their team, given their training in Sydney weather. Well, that, it's a lot more temperate. They've got to take Melbourne up there, right? Or oh, someone <laughs> New Zealand. Hell. But but uh, I think they could have a day. So that actually is a valid point. Uh, you probably do. Need- mm. Well, it's break even in the fifties. So, so fifty-seven. He'll, will he be running up against Frizzell or Fitz? Left edge, uh, right edge is Frizzell. Okay. Well, you got a week. week. Yep, uh, fifty-seven break even. You got the week. Uh, Mitch, take away Lockie Miller. Lockie Miller, thirty-four. That's two disappointing weeks in a row. Uh, look, just bringing up his stats now. Just have him up before. I, I personally still think he's a hold because week to week he has been quite good. Yeah, the big thing for Lockie Miller was he had three errors and two missed tackles, and his tackle busts have been a little bit down the last couple of weeks. In the weeks prior, he sort of had nine, 13, and six, and the last two, he's had three and five. Run meters are also down. So the three weeks, he had those big scores. We had 255, 282, 193 versus the 123 and 151. Now, I didn't catch much of the Knights game, but, Stu, I don't know if you watched it. Is it a strategy from opposing teams to perhaps not kick to Lockie to give him that space to have those run meters coming back? Uh, yeah, and also just towards the line very much. he's A lot of his tackling, they're, they're still kicking to him in the rear, but he, he did drop a couple of balls. The main thing for him has been they're giving him less junk tackle bus near the opposing line. So And yeah. Caelan Ponga drank a little bit from that milkshake last week. So, look, if you have someone definitive to go to, but... As I said, you've got a goal-kicking fullback, right? There's only two of those, and the other one's Latrell. So unless you're going to go buy Latrell, I just think in the quagmire that is winning a fullback, there are better places to put your trades. It's annoying that he had 34, but I can't see anyone better with origin impending. No, that's it. That's look, the real issue, right? He, like got you, could, you could go to Teddy, but Teddy's playing origin. Yeah, exactly. And you never know with Teddy as well. So yep. Teddy's had some scores that have been that bad too. So... Uh, Cal- Caelan Ponga, Stu, 41, 83 minutes. He did look good. I watched the sort of NRL mini with Caelan Ponga. Uh, my big question for him is the concussion. I just cannot get on him. But as I said, in the, with the issues that we're seeing when you're fullback, I, I don't don't love it if you do it, but I understand it. Yeah. Are you looking to get on Caelan in the next couple of weeks? Okay, so he's got the buy round 10. So what I'd be looking to do, he's got a break even of 46. 
against Parramatta. So you've so got one more week. I, I reckon you've got really two weeks to think about it. So, yeah, one week to play and then one week where he's got off. So that's what I would be doing is just waiting for him to see whether he turns that corner this week. And then and then you've got a couple of weeks to fix it up. Yeah. I, I just think with the 11-day turnaround for concussion, he's almost untouchable. But if you're struggling and you need someone who's a little bit spicy, at the end of the day, the concussion is probably a lower risk than, say, Tommy Turbo. It probably is because... It could go at any time. Like, Kalen could easily go seven or eight games without getting a head knock. It probably pays off. Yeah, that's it. And he plays ill. It's the only other one is Origin. Uh, I think he, he will play. play. Yeah, we are talking about that before the podcast. It would be him or Reese Walsh. So, depending on that, uh, it certainly could hurt you because it means that he's got to buy around 10. So, you pick him up for 11, 12, and he doesn't play 13 and misses 14 due to the buy. So, yeah. really, it's, it's you really want him to play well this week. Is there any reason why? All right, uh, Phoenix Crosland as well. What's happening? So Phoenix, 38 points in 69 minutes. Uh, this was this week without the try he had against Penrith. I think Stewie's close to priced out. If you look at his stats uh, from this week to the previous week, it was identical with the exception of that try. Uh, he had 60 minutes. I think at this point, if he hadn't already got on him, he's probably an avoid. I reckon this. I reckon 38 is probably the floor. And forty-five to forty-six is the ceiling. And once again, there's probably better spots to park your cash at the moment. There certainly is. Look, plenty of people hopped on. So according to this, he's got seven thousand buyers and twenty-seven. Plenty of people hopped on, but I'm not. Uh, guys, I've got the Eels winning this one by fourteen. How about you, Mitch? I got them by twenty, mate. I think they're finally going to have a good game. That's it. All right, let's move on. So, Mitch, Friday night. Lo and behold, the Broncos. Mate, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I know what I'm doing. Uh, Jesse Arthurs returns on the wing with Corey Oates' knee injury. Ezra Mam is serving a one-week ban and has been replaced by Jock Madden. Keenan Palicia also slots into the starting side in place of Payne Haas, who serves a one-game suspension because the NRL doesn't know what a tackle is. Uh, gun prop Tavita Zatola returns from a knee injury and takes his place in the starting front row. Harme Sele drops back to the bench and shifts Daniel Suluka for feeder out of the starting 17. I might get us started here. Latrell Mitchell, 75 points. I said last week that he looked unimpeded by that knee injury, and I think the 75 basically confirms it against probably the best uh, defense in the league uh, in the Penrith Panthers and they've certainly in the past year been a graveyard for winger fullbacks mm. uh, even the great Tommy Turbo in 2021 with Volandi's ball could not crack that nut so Latrell looks good he kicks goals my big issue is he's got origin impending but I certainly have Dingbai in that post origin period should he get through he, uninjured he's still cheaper than when you first when you started this. yeah look I think he might end up being the top top performer in winger fullback at the back yep. end of the year. I, I'm not going to hop on him anytime soon, but I certainly have a, a big chuck of star rating on him. Cameron Murray, 47 points. Look, I, I personally am going to hold him till origin. And then, as you said a few weeks ago, Stu, I'm going to cash out. He was playing against the Penrith Pants middle, and this is something you and I were talking about, and often players struggle. Cam usually does well, but he wouldn't be the first player to struggle against that middle, I think, uh, against the Broncos. Without Payne Haas, he might have a better day. So I, at this stage, I think he's a hold until Origin comes around. Jai Aristu, 47 points. Uh, any in him up at his current price point? Or do you feel like there uh, are better options out there? Well, we were talking about last week, because he got the interesting DPB, I think the Cotter 
he's possibly the better buy, though Arrow is less likely to pay Origin. He's almost uh, performances go 641k, 45 break even. So he didn't really gain many uh, much cash last week. So as far as I'm seeing here, so he did a 66 versus the Dolphins, 47 and 72 versus the good base stats too. 34 and 38 tackles respectively, and then 181, 113 metres. So it's not like he's having huge amounts of attacking stats in there. No, that's it. Like an offload here. He got a turnover tackle and a bunch more metres running against the Dolphins to run up against. I like it. He's a safe place to park your money. Uh, DPP, you know, I, I wouldn't mind anyone. The other one we have here is Isaac Thompson. Uh, looking to return round 10 after that uh, ankle injury. Was it ankle injury? Ankle, or a- a- ankle, okay. hip drop. I've had a moment. I thought it was ankle. I must have written in hamstring. I sort of second second guess myself, but I was pretty sure it was ankle injury. Uh, remember, his performance is likely going to be off for a week or so after this. So we're realistically looking at a few weeks before we see anything like what we wanted with Thompson. If you still have him at this point, you probably got to hold him a little longer. He's only three hundred and forty-seven k of cash sitting on your bench, and outside of uh, Young Buller, who I did think passed the eye test. There isn't too many young winger fullbacks who have a DPP, which Buller doesn't, that can sit in that emergency spot. So, Stu, do you still have Isaac Thompson? I do. I'm thinking of moving him on this week, though. For uh, Buller? Yeah, for Buller. Free up some cash. So, 100k freed up, and then I can shuffle him on. But, I, I look, you can keep him. I've got coverage because I picked up, uh, Joe, like over the last few weeks, I've picked up Joey Manu, Jack Bird, Hammer, and Lemuelu. So I, I've got, I'm pretty good for coverage, but if you're not, you definitely need to just check out there because there are a number of buys coming up. So, like Knights have the buy next week. So Dolphins have one coming playing. up soon too, I think. Dolphins yeah. around nine, round ten, something. Like uh, that. R- r- yeah, Browns. I think it's round eleven. Okay, so then you just got to be ready for that with the hammer. Uh, yes. Obviously, Joey Manu, if you have him, is good for a little bit longer. He's round thirteen. So, and then after that, Manu has no buys left. So. He's certainly one to be targeting moving forward. But, you know, I, I actually do have Thompson. I, I want Buller, but it, it gets rid of that center coverage for me. So I probably will hold with the understanding that I got it. The beat is dollar. So down 147K so far this season. Two HIA-affected games and one injury-affected game. He's a 58 break-even uh, at 481K. He's averaged 48.9 in games over 40 minutes last year, 18 games, games. Uh, I reckon he probably is worth a buy. Uh, when he scores level out. Stu, what are your thoughts? Yeah, he's certainly a very interesting one because I know a lot of people were like talking about him as like that spicy option beginning of the year because it's around 630k and they're thinking, oh, look, with Nichols gone, few changes around the place, it was to toll his year to shine. Like he could push for that 700k role. But obviously just these injuries, he had a knee injury, he had an HIA He's he's so he scored round one he scored a one before he went off with that HIA. Uh didn't play against the Panthers. Forty one against the Roosters, uh, on his return from HIA. Uh but and then he uh didn't play for a couple more games after that with another I think it was HIA. Oh no, no, sorry, he did his knee. Was out for a couple of weeks. And then did he <laughs> HIA again against the Bulldogs. So this poor yeah. fella can't catch a break. So from what I can see here, he is definitely worth a buy probably in a week or two because he plays all throughout that period. Not an origin threat, I reckon. And for 450k, which you might be able to get him at, 
that's that's pretty good for basically the lead forward at the at the Rabbitohs, right, Mitch? It's it's bargain basement, really. That's that's an excellent buy. Uh, I just think I'll let his uh, break even level yeah. out a little more before I jump on. It gives me one more week to have a look, right? That's it, and th- th- that's that's why we're just kind of mentioning now is because often you know people if you're not looking for players like this, they just they, they don't appear. So we you know keep an eye on Tavita Tatola this week if you're watching the game. All right, I, I might move over to Reese Walsh. So Mitch, you're finally right. Reese Walsh had a down week. Expect something against a team that's good defensively on the edges. So hold, but don't buy for Reese Walsh. I've got him. Yeah, it's a little bit disappointing that I backtracked and said uh, that he was having good games coming because I was just looking at the teams he played. Stu, he had 54 against the Cowboys, 51 against St. George, 40 against the Dolphins, 54 against the Tigers, 64 against the Raiders, 57 against the Titans. And now I think we can both agree those defenses aren't the best in the league. And finally, he's come against someone where he can't be an attacking stat bitch and had 28. I'm a bit annoyed on the podcast. I said twice in a row that I was wrong and backtracked on that because it looks like the process was correct. Yeah, we'll see this week. So with Reese Walsh, we'll see how it goes Ooh, up against no, the tough no, edge. No, no pain, Haas. And, and uh, I would say a fatigued Broncos pack after that game up in Darwin, I think he'll have a very tough time without much space. Mm, that's it. Uh, Carrigan. Nick was right on this one. So bounce back week with a 64. Paddy Carrigan. Expect a similar performance in hope, what we're hoping is a tight game up in Brisbane. So in those close games... I'd expect games, a big score without pain, Haas, do you? That's it, exactly. Big minutes from him. And in the close games is where Paddy comes into his own. So basically, I saw an interesting stat set where in games where the Broncos were winning, uh, he was basically 10 points down on average Paddy Carrigan because they just put him on the shelf a little bit and he runs after tackles a little bit less. He saves himself for the bigger games. Yep. So And they keep him on a bit longer for those games. Very much like um, Yohan Fisher-Paris for the Panthers, right? They, they play those extra tight games. Yep, and that's a smart way of using him. That's it. So leave leave some petrol in the tank. Now, guys, another guy we got right a few weeks ago, but it's taking a little while to come good. Adam Reynolds, 62. So hope, hopefully he kept the faith in Reynolds as he's putting up solid performances each week, and he's really uh, he's really trying to work both sides of the field, right, Mitch? He looks good. He's one of the better halves in the game. The only risk that comes with Adam Reynolds is that, that slight increase of injury. He typically cops a niggle or two throughout the yeah. season, which carries performance down for two or three weeks. But the last two years, he's looked awesome. Uh, and he's he's got one of the best forward packs in the game in front of him. Don't yeah. overthink that one. That's it. Look, he's 712K. So, okay, here's his scores this year. 59 against the Panthers and the Cowboys in a row. 65 Dragons. He then had that 32 in that very tight game against the Dolphins, right? 53 against the Tigers. 47 against the Raiders. And then 58 against the Titans versus the Eels. So, the way I see it, that's one bad uh, one bad game out of eight. I think 712k is reasonably good value for Adam Reynolds, to be honest with you. That's I, it. I think, you know, he's shown last year he's an 800k plus player. He I is. That's it. And he, he'll play straight through. He's not in any danger of origin. You get him all the way to his first buy is in round 16. So if you buy him now, you get seven games in a row of Adam Reynolds, where everyone else that you buy around this price has at least one or two buys. All plays are right. I think if you're targeting a keeper at the moment, given that Nico is an origin contender and uh, Moses is slightly more expensive, Reynolds is probably the one you're looking for. That's it. Kicks goals, base stats, and Mam is is not doing much work in that team. 
No, Apart he's left the entire milkshake. Look, guys, uh, next guy, we've got to quickly talk about Peen Haas. I've got him as just a straight up hole, but it's a one week. So d- don't overthink it. Just keep him. I'm planning to not trade him out all year unless he's out for three plus. Another guy we've got to talk about is uh, on the Rabbitoh side, Michael Cheekham. So, and Jacob Host. We really got to talk about the two of them because it's really a tale of two stories. So we've got Jacob Host, who unfortunately was really badly targeted in the game against the Panthers, ended up with a grand total of five for that game. So a lot of people would in Jacob Host. Uh, I know that you didn't, Mitch, because you hated him from his days over at uh, the Dragons. That's right. So he was targeted really early because he had a number of bad missed tackles. So he only played 25 minutes for five points. So with that in mind, I can understand why they hooked him, but he's been named again this week. So I reckon he will play a, if you bought him just keep the faith. The other the other guy that we're going to look at is he came with that injury to Kalomatangi. He like uh he actually looks pretty good. Michael Chikam, four ninety six k, six to seven week window still remaining for him. Fifty. He's got a twenty break even. He's probably the best of the cheap buy go and sell Eli Katoa this week because two weeks. That's that's what I have there. Any interest in Michael Chikam on your part, Mitch? Not for mine, but again, I wouldn't hate it if you brought him in. Well, okay, he's priced around 35, like from what I can see here. So scores this year on an edge, 48, 43, 41, 43, 36 versus the Storm, right? And then a 52 against the... Oh, it's not from a point screen point of view. I just can't. Fair enough. As I said, I think if you bought him, it's not a not a terrible thing. I just can't, can't fit him in. I only have 23 trades left. Fair enough. All right. With that in mind, uh, look, I think the Rabbits are going to pick this one up against uh, the Broncos. That should be pretty tight up there. So I've got the Rabbits probably by 10 there. How about yourself? I got, I got the Rabbits by 18. I think it's going to matter that pass isn't there in the middle. It will. All right, we get to the Saturday game. Let me take us through quick. So for the Raiders. I uh, hope you've Nick, got something good to do at 3 p.m., mate. Yeah, probably. Uh, uh, I want to see the Dolphins play. They're playing well. Uh, so look, Nick Kotrick's been sidelined for the Raiders, uh, but because of the heavy industry, hamstring injury even, and Jordan Rapp in a return. Xavier Savage has been slotted onto reserves list. Could be a late inclusion, though probably not, because uh, he's been named as fullback in reserve grade. So on the Dolphins' side, Kenny Bromwich returns from suspension, uh, but he's been named in the front row, which means Connolly Lemuelu has been named at 12 on the edge. His return sees Herman S.A.S.A. drop back to the bench, and Kurt Donaghy out of the team. Anthony Milford lurks in the reserve. So I might kick us off real quick here. So Isaiah Katoa, he got a 40, guys. Hold and enjoy. He was doing much more playmaking this week and a lot more kicking too. I don't know whether you saw that game, Mitch. I did. Yep, I did. And I agree. Yeah, I was just really interested to see him. Like the week before, uh, Cody Nikarim was doing a lot more of the kicking, whereas I saw that Katoa was playing on both sides of the ball, like of the field, kicking the ball on the last set. So I, I was really interested by that. So I've got to say Katoa as a hold, basically until it stops making you money. So probably about three or four more rounds, right? Yeah, he seems to be looking at uh, being priced around that low 40 mark. So we've still got probably 50 to 80K left in him, right? I like it. Yeah, or at least. Uh, we're sitting at 300. Yeah, that's 500K. 550. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, 450 to 500 is where we'd probably get off, right? Oh, you'd be very happy if you got on there. Uh, yep. To, to, you just increase your money. 
All right, so with that in mind, the other guy we've got to talk about is the Hammer. So he scored a 28, second week in a row where he didn't score a try. You can sell. I'm not going to do it. He's owned by 41%. I'm, I'm going to stick with him. That DPP coverage is going to matter. The other guy we've got to talk about, Conley Lemuelu. He was a big concern, but he's confirmed starting on edge with Kemi Bromwich starting at prop. So yeehaw. If you got him, just leave him. Uh, other guy we've got to talk about, Ray Stone. So basically, I don't own him, but I checked a heck of a lot of people do. Got a 28, so can continue to hold the slowest of cash cows. Cody Nikarima. I know Nick was very high on him last week saying, look, he was going to have a breakout game. And he finally did, so he got a 41. He's a risky buy with Milf back. But the Dolph, if the Dolphins win this game, I reckon that they'll keep Nikarima in that role for a while. I think Wayne Bennett is happy to let winners keep on playing. Right, Mitch? Well, he also helps guide the team around. I know they wanted to sort of blood Katoa in, and Nikarima is a bit more of a game manager than Anthony Milford, who probably, you know, I, I, this is the reason I thought Milford played because he would have gone really well with SOS. So I think Nikarima just makes sense while Katoa learns to do, run a team around the park, right? That's it. Yeah, just have, have that little bit of calmness last place. He's not going to break the game open, but he's not going to lose it, right? Yeah, and, and look, they're not trying to break any games open. They run hard. They play tough. They don't make errors. Nick Kareem is probably a better fit than Milford, who do well on a more explosive team. How good was that game, eh? That, that comeback. <laughs> Mate, this team is legit. Like, you know, I, I didn't really watch it, I have to say, to the second half because it was 26-4 at halftime. 26 nil, yeah. Yeah, twenty six nil, and uh, as the I think they got to twenty six ten, and I flicked it on, thinking, okay, this is worth a look, and they just kept going. So, kudos to the Dolphins, and and not great if you're a Titans fan. Basically, the player I have, Stu, is Joey Tarpin. You know, you and Nick have been talking about it for the last couple of weeks. He's had thirty six points uh, the week prior to the bye. His minutes are the same as last year, and he tends to be con- he has been consistent with his points during that time, which. To me, he's a bit of a concern given he's only had one game over 50 points. I know you were saying pre-pod you'd keep him and you've probably held him so long you're sort of waiting for that round 13, but I find it hard to justify. There are a couple other players which might be able to cover instead. Um, Certainly, if you don't own him, hold off until we see a couple of games where he's playing well because at the end of the day, he just isn't doing what he did the last 10 rounds from the 2022 season. And I haven't seen anything to make me think that'll change. Yeah, no, there's there's certainly a concern there that, uh, like, I, I guess he, he started off well. Here's the thing, is that, like, you know, if, if you have a look at Jerry Tarpany there, he actually started the season quite strongly uh, with the number of scores sort of low 60s. So 45, 63, 56, 64, 47. The 36 versus the Dragons, I'm thinking that, I'm hoping that that was an anomaly, right? Where they just Oh, I think it, it is. I so think it is. I'm, bad. Both teams I, were bad. Yeah, they were. It wasn't a good game. So I'm hoping Dolphins, Bulldogs, Eels, Seagulls. Like, I'm just hoping there that I can go on a run with him. So I'm going to park him, but I can understand why people want to sell. What about Big Red? Corey Hosborough, 54 points. The thing I like here is the minutes due. He's up from 40 minutes to 70. And as a result, so are the points. Uh, I personally am not hopping on. Uh, because I think there are other players that I like a bit more. I think I prefer, say, Jack DeBellin or Ruben Cotter. Uh, but at that price point, I certainly don't hate it if he keeps the minutes up here. Yeah, that's it. I'd, you're exactly right there. Jack DeBellin is probably a better buy, and uh, Ruben Cotter is a better buy, notwithstanding origin. But you're right. Corey Hosborough is, is probably third on that list at the moment, which is nice. 
as we go through, I think he is the Jack. I mean, we haven't gone to Jack DeBellin yet, but Jack DeBellin's a better player, and we know he's going to play a minute. That's. Well, I think they've finally worked out that at least in the middle, they're getting less rumbled through the middle with him there tackling everything that moves right. And look, I would be critical of Anthony Griffin, but Jack DeBellin just wasn't up to uh, NRL speed until this season. Yeah. That's like it. he really has looked the goods, and uh, I know we're coming to the Dragons, and you know I'm trying not to make it a Dragons podcast, but he was the reason they sort of turned that game around. I thought uh, it was his sort of leadership in the middle of the field that allowed them to not gutsed uh, in that first ten to fifteen minutes of the second half. Anyway, we'll come to Jack, but he he looked really good. That's it. Now look, we've both got the Dolphins winning this one by a try or so. Yeah, I think the Dolphins are just going to keep playing teams tight. They're tough. And uh, they're a little low on troops, but they play with a lot of heart. And the Raiders, they're a bit wobbly. There's certainly a few problems happening there, especially with the news that Jackie White has sold elsewhere. That is going to rock that team like something else because he really is the barometer of that team. But I have to say, Stu, he just has looked a little off since he won that uh, Dallium in, Dallium in 2019. 2019 he won. Okay, well, there you go. Jeez, time flies. Um, and they haven't been the same since. So to that, oh, I No, no, think- no, no. He won the Dallium. You're right, in 2021. He won, yeah, he he won the Churchill Medal 2019. Oh, no, hang on. No, I've got it wrong, mate. I thought Turbo won in 20. Turbo won in 21 and Whiten won in 20, didn't he? Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, anyway, neither here nor there. The Raiders haven't really been the same since. So, look, they'll probably take it as a bad thing, but I think it's a good thing. He's not worth a million bucks. Don't don't pay overs on Jack Whiten. Yeah. Anyway. Well, South's have done the right thing because they picked him up for less. So, well done oh, to them. And they're going to play him on centre. For sure, you've got bloody Cody oh. Walker to Jack White and to Latrell oh. to Alex Johnson. Good luck defending that. That's true. I, I, I don't That's know. I, you could even move Cody Walker to seven at the end of the day to say Ilias like we like here, but play Cody. It's Cody's first receiver half the time anyway. Play Jackie White in second receiver. I don't love it. I don't love yeah. it. That's two running two running halves. I don't love it. Um, and, and you're not future-proofing. You're good. Uh, let's roll on to this game here. The Seagulls are second. My God. Okay. Uh, so we've got the Seagulls versus the Titans at 5.30. Ruben Garrick has been shifted into the centers in the place of Brad Parker, who has been sidelined with a knee injury. Josh Schuster has been out again with a quad injury, as discussed earlier. Cooper Johns is going to be wearing the number 16. Christian Tupalutu also returns from a knee injury on the wing, while superstar fullback Tommy Turbo will need to pass a fitness test. I don't think he will. Kelma Tuilagi also returns in place of Ethan Bullimore, who shifts back to the bench, with Carl Lawton also returning in the utility role. Alan, Aaron Woods drops out of the team. No surprises there. Justin Holbrook has swung the axe after a record-breaking loss against the Dolphins. Jojo Fafida and Philip Sami have swapped roles, while both Cruz, Lemming, and Thomas McKayley have been dropped from the starting 17 in place of Joe Vuna and Cleese Haas. Now, Stu, I'm going to kick us off. Tanner Boyd, 74 points. Look, enjoy the coaster. Sooner or later, we're going to have to get off. But I honestly have Tanner priced or looking like he's going to be a low 50 to high 40-point player, which means there's still quite a bit of cash there to be had. So just leave him alone. Hold Tanner and enjoy. There's more cash there, and uh, eventually we'll look to cash into someone like... uh, although I think it'll be too late, and Adam Reynolds, or, or hopefully even a Nico Hines if you have enough of a war chest there. So don't overthink that one. Andrew Fafida. Now, two weeks ago, we spoke about Andrew. David Fafida. Freaking hell, that's two weeks in a row I've said that. <laughs> David Fafida. We need to start putting in David Fafida. Um, 74 points. The only issue is origin. Uh, he's had the good service from Kieran Foran as per Nick, and we should expect this sort of play ongoing. I'm targeting him post-origin, if I can afford him. His base stats, Stu, and I know you brought this up last week and really just flagging this again, 
have been much, much better than previous years, which makes him a much better prospect moving forward. I think I'm putting a star on him. I think it's too late to get him, but if you got him last week, hold and enjoy it because he's going to continue to be good. I just think, again, I I would be getting Josh Curran at this point. I I get it. I'm saying that... Or like 300k less nearly. Let me have a look at that. Yes. Uh, For feeder. Like, you know, we, you and I often talk about value. Yeah, that is literally 300K less. Value picks at this time of the year. Uh, David Feeder averages 61, and we're going to come to Josh Curran. He averages similar. That's true. For 300K less. So, same, the, the, same position. The and one doesn't play origin. The and only one thing that comes up to me is that, uh, look, the Eagles, Seagulls have decent edge defense, if not amazing, because he'll be um, halves. Same with the Eels, but then he's got the Knights. And the, yeah, look, the, there's definitely than. points there, but... If you're playing the the mid game or the the origin period, which you know, if you're looking to play overall, that's the bit that you got to get right. That's true, and, and he uh, doesn't have a buy from round seventeen, so I do like the thought process there, where if you can pick him up round seventeen, hopefully he plays off the bench for origin, so he doesn't really miss any games apart from round nineteen versus well, the Dolphins. I, I, I hope he misses games and has missed minutes because we know he can play, and we want those that price point to drop because I do think Torhu's going to be out for an extended period, at least four to six weeks. Uh, or I'm probably hoping that, but I do think it probably will happen. They can't screw that up again. So you might be able to swash, swap Josh Cohen straight for Fafida. Anyway, I'm just thinking, you know, if we're looking to increase team value, you're probably not looking at uh, David Fafida. Fair enough. All right. Uh, we also got to talk about Jaden Campbell. Jaden Campbell, six points. Brimson's back. He's a sell. And flowing into that, AJ Brimson, 48 points. He actually looked pretty good mm. in the small amount of the game I watched. He's 542k. I personally will not touch him with the injury that he has, and I think he's just going to be in and out of the team, a bit like Josh Schuster has with various muscle strains and sprains. You'll probably get four to six good weeks if you're lucky, and then he's going to be out again. So if you need someone a little spicy who can put out good points, he, he has shown that at fullback he can punch out reasonably good scores. So generally speaking, Stu, I think his uh, fullback price point or, or scoring averages in the mid 40s. So at 542k, there's still probably a little value there. I don't think. Okay, well let's talk about the next guy because that kind of leads into that discussion. Then Tommy Turbo, 29. He's an urgent sell for me. Uh, he just doesn't look fit. He's looked he got- busted all year, mate. As you've written down there. That's it. So basically, I've got him as like an urgent, urgent sell. You were just oh. hemorrhaging cash. We we uh, we said it in the preseason. Don't buy him. Yeah. Big mistake. So he had one good game in 70 and you've been hurting since then. Yep. So with that in mind, guys, I'm saying... I'd get Ponga over Turbo. There you go. There you go. Well, okay. Well, let's have a talk about who are the options. So we've got Drinkwater, who we talked about. Yep. You also have James Tedesco, who pushed out a 55 on the weekend. And looked good. But it yep. was against the Dragons. You can't defend It was against the Dragons and he got that gift of a try through the middle. Yep. Uh, he also got Joey Manu who got a seventy playing oh, at five eight. We said that last week. Yeah, and then we got so we got so we got Drinkwater who's at five hundred. Teddy who is at uh, I should have written this down five seventy right. Manu is at uh, oh he's in my team so I can't look him up. Uh, Six hundred fifteen right. You got Brimson at five forty two. And you got Ponga, 441. Is there anyone else that you'd be considering this week to pick up? Like, who's a good pick up there if you're going to sell Turbo? Because a lot of people own him. It's really good. Cash down Bula. Yep. Fair enough. Yeah, you could certainly cash down there. Though, Obviously could, not for a could, starting side, but... You well, know. that's the thing. If you're selling Turbo, you might be a starter, mate. That's the only danger there. 
So, okay. I reckon Bull is probably going to punch out more points. He could well. So, with that in mind, Mitch, uh, out of those three, which one would you get? So, if, if you didn't have any of them, Teddy Drinkwater or Manu, who would you pick up? Manu. Easy. Easy pick, Stu. Yeah, look, I'd definitely get Manu just due to that origin time frame as well. Yep. And immediately And the after, bias, right? And the bias. Uh, immediately after that, I'd have Teddy. Uh, yep, agreed. Though, I probably, if I was trying to buy, plan for the buy, I'd probably have yeah, Manu, then Drinkwater, and I'd have Teddy last. It's just that I just to, I, I just you know I was thinking about it on my jog today. I just think you need a really good reason to lean into a player. So like Sean Lane, for instance, his price points down. He had an injury that's not going to affect his play. That's a sensible buy on a player we know can score. The thing about Drinkwater is we know he can play, but it's when the team is flying. I'm not seeing enough from the Cowboys. Not the team they were last year. Anyway, that's my opinion on it. No, I like it. So yeah, there's I, this, I could be proven wrong. I might I might end up you know. Anyway. Um, no, we'll, we'll wait and see. So. I like it though. I understand the reasoning. I think I think you're right. You probably go Manu, drink water, Teddy, and I wouldn't touch Brimson. Excellent. Havenhausen. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a few weeks away. Probably a not few that weeks. far away. We haven't we haven't heard anything though. Is no, he, he's been yet? running back with the team. He's oh, he's not doing contact training, but he's back with the team. So uh, so he's t- not doing ten, ten or eleven. Uh, I think they're expecting around ten or eleven. Round ten's next week. No okay. Way. Anyway, I said I, no way around ten. I, I can't say it. I reckon I love. I, I think I'll be really interested to see if you can push Meany out, who's been playing really well. Yeah. He's oh, look, Meany has been playing well. So, but th- they do have issues on that other wing. Yes. Well, they probably want to put Meany out there. Any anyway, it will be interesting to see if Pappenhausen can be anywhere what he was before. Uh, so, Stu DCE quickly run me through that, mate. He had fifty nine points, and we spoke about him a little last week. Oh, look. The answer is that he's going well. He's drinking most of the milkshake. I reckon he'll take a step back with that Schuster because Cooper Johns will play a little bit more. So kick the ball a little bit more often as well. So I'm expecting DC to still do well. If you own him, hold, but he's not a buy. Uh, a guy that we've got to talk about is AKP, Cam Pereira. So an 18 from him. We know that he's very much boom or bust. In a game where the Titans scored a lot of tries quickly, he did not get in on any of that action. So I've got a big where he's just coming up against a tougher set of sides. So for me, he is a sell. I'd go pick up someone like Buller, take your money and run. Yep, cash in. You know, you've got the feature, get out of dodge. Uh, I've, you... got the, I've got the Seagulls by 10 on this one. Yeah, I think that's a fair point margin. I'm going to go something spicy. I'm going to go the Titans. I know it feels dumb, but I'm going to go the Titans by six. I think, I think they're due. I do. They'll certainly try and play, aim up. So let's see. Uh, now, game of the round, seven thirty <laughs> Saturday. It could Panthers be closer. There's Tigers. a few injuries in this one. So Panthers versus Tigers. So look, let me through it, mate. <laughs> Tyrone Peach is replacing Isaac Targo for the Panthers uh, after that pec injury to Targo. Tom Jenkins and Lean Henry have also been named amongst the reserves, so there could be a little bit of shadow games doing there. Penrith does a bit of that, which I don't like. Uh, Lugano has also been named 18th man. Could be a late switch, so just keep an eye out there. On the Tiger side, guys, Charlie Staines had that uh, bowel perforation. So David Nofaloum is back. Jerry Buller keeps his spot at fullback. And Brent Naden returns from a collarbone injury, So and Asikapoa is off. So with that in mind, guys, you've got to really talk about, look, Nathan Cleary got a 63 without goal kicking. He picked up a minor groin strain. Now, Mitch, with that idea, that minor groin strain, should be all right this week if you just felt a bit of tightness. Yep, I think you'll be okay. I, I think the Penrith Panthers are one of the best teams at managing injuries in the league. Uh, 
Love it. He'll be fine. Excellent. So, look, uh, decent captaincy choice this week against the soft side. Uh, now, look, we've got Zach Hosking. So, he's given a rest. So, 43 and 60 is good. Uh, and Panthers do this every once in a while with the edge rotations. They're running a lot of traffic down their way. They sometimes do give him a rest. So, expect him to have more game time this week. Possibly Scotty Sorensen to have a rest. Are we so, thinking Luke Garner's in the Shadow Realm last year at 18? Don't know. It's either Shadow Realm. I'm thinking that it could be that if they're going to shift someone, they'd shift Sorensen back into that middle role. And because Sorensen actually looks pretty good playing through that middle with just that extra bit of speed that he's got. So, so Hosking's spot to lose. It is. I think he's playing well enough that they'll leave him. So uh, they could muck around with him, but I don't think they will. He's also, as dumb as it sounds, he's aiming up well defensively next to Cleary which is what they want. Uh, guys, we also got Sonny Luke, 21. It was a tough game last week, so I'm expecting more this week. He's a hold, not a buy. Yo, we've got to talk about him. He's pushing for the best forward this year as far as points generation goes and consistency. Uh, essentially, he's playing, without James Fisher-Harris, he's almost playing the full game every week. So much like Fisher-Harris does when Yo's not in. So he is going absolutely ballistic. I'm going to watch to pick up after Origin. I'm hoping he takes a step back and drops some cash because he's currently, I think, just below Haas in the price stakes. So, you know, we, we want him to drop a little. Uh, aside Papali, this is what we really wanted to see for the Tigers. He's got a 44. He's finally dropping in price. We might be able to afford him this year. We don't want him to drop too far because then he's not worth very much. But he's down 68k on the year. If we can pick him up, I'm targeting him for a round 17 pickup once he's past his buys. Anything in the 700k mark like attached to it, you're absolutely laughing, right, Mitch? Oh, mate, I have got a big fat star next to his name. And we said it a few weeks ago, and nothing's changed on that, has it really? Like, he's an awesome player. Got to have him. And, and he's had now, uh, not that I want to jinx it, uh, nearly a year without a concussion. So I'm a lot less worried about that than I used to be. That's it. Yeah, no, he's, he's definitely playing well there. Uh, Stefano Udo Kamanu uh, got a 26 guys. Look, it could have been an anomaly there. It was a bit of a weird game that they had last week there. So for Stefano, uh, he has lost a little bit of money. He's got a high break even, but they will push him pretty hard against those this week. I wouldn't mind just selling or if nothing else, selling after this week, make it, take your money and run. Now, but we do need to talk about possibly the most traded this week during Buller. What's happening, Mitch? Mate, he looked pretty good as far as the eye test goes. 32 points involved five tackle breaks, one offload, 177 meters, which I like to see. Uh, he did have the two errors and one kick defusal and an escape from goal. I think, you know, there's at least 100K of cash in him. The only nice. issue there is job security. What are your thoughts there, Stu, with uh, Laurie obviously lurking there. From what I've been reading, they're training up Laurie as the because Dewey's done for the season, and they're saying possibly 16 months. Now, 16 months basically marks out Dewey for next season, right? Oh, they it, said 12 it, it, is, it is as close to career-ending as you could get, I think. This is his last roll of the dice. Okay, so so that's why they're saying they're probably going to take the extra time on him, right? So 12 yep. to 16 months basically wipes out Adam Dewey for the 2024 campaign. So they got, they got their current halves pairing, but they're really, really thin because they lost Jock Madden. On alternates, that's why they brought in Brandon Wade. So they've got Dane Laurie playing as a six, uh, because I think Brandon Wakem is actually the backup seven. Essentially, they don't really have yeah. a full time backup six, and they got him playing that in reserve grade. So that's what I've seen is they're trying to transition Dane Laurie 
uh, to being a 5'8", where he did play some of that uh, for the juniors at the Panthers, and and go from there. So I reckon that Buller, as long as he plays well, he'll be there. There's no guarantees, but you're going to make some cash. He looked good. The other one I have is Api Korosau, 55 points. Uh, the question is, is he worth a buy or wait? Well, at 55 points with a try... He's the only player on this team, Stu, that offers any real attack, and it's it's tough to watch. He's locked up the 80 minutes. He has had good base stats over the last fortnight with 37 and 39 tackles, respectively. My only issue is really high, uh, so sort of averaging between 7 and 9, so it's Ben Hunt-type territory there. Uh, and James Sinkin is back at... He's priced at 600K. So my questions are, are you twofold, Stu. Number one, is he going to keep getting them 80 minutes? And number two, is there value there given he plays on the Tigers? Yeah, it's a tough one. Like, he looks good. You can take a gamble on him, but uh, the only issue is Jabe Simpkin, who's the only other hooker in that team, is back on the bench. You know, he caught that awful HIA from Saifidi a few games back, you know, where he yes. WWE flipped him. He's back. So I'd say that, no, uh, we're possibly looking at Appy... I'm not sure you can trust him this week. You can try and hop on, but it's absolute gamble. Well, with um, that, though, you know, you're probably better And do you gamble on bad teams? No, you don't. Like, you just get Brandon Smith, who's, by the way, almost exactly the same price. In fact, Brandon Smith but is... cheaper. The- 518K. There you go. He's 100K less. So you just go Brandon Smith. For sure. It's not even a question. No, it's not. All right. Okay, let, let's move on for this one then. Uh, we Okay, so we got... Uh, I think that's everyone that we need to talk about in this game. So yep, everyone relevant. Stu, who have you got? Look, I've got the Panthers. I reckon it'd be by some weird number. You know, Cleary might kick off a field goal at some point, so they'll win by like, I don't know, 15 or something. How about yourself? Yeah, I got the Panthers by 12. They're the sort of team that they don't necessarily need to win big against these teams. They'll win comfortable, but they won't win big. And I think that's not necessarily a bad thing for that team because it's a bit like the Roosters. Uh, I believe it was two or three years ago. The first six rounds, they beat teams by 50 points and uh, half their team was out. So they know how to take their foot off the accelerator but still get the two points. So I'm thinking Panthers by 12. Excellent. All right, let's kick on. Uh, so we got the uh, Sunday game, 2 p.m. Mitch, what's happening? Mate, this would have been a good game up until the injuries that the Warriors had last night, though with what I saw from the Roosters, it still might be. Uh, changes everywhere for the Warriors, as I just alluded to. Tohu Harris out with a knee, CNK head knock, and Chaz Tavanga is out with his Achilles injury and all of them down against the uh, Storm at Melbourne. Dylan Walker is also facing a two to three match ban, which I think he should get off if he challenges, which may see Ronald Volkman play 5-8 and join Tane Tupeliki, Wade Egan and Viliami Valia as the other replacements. Bunty Afoa starts at prop and Josh Curran is a lock at lock. Uh, Dimitrik Sukafika is 18th man. For the Roosters, Angus Crichton shifts to the bench in his second NRL game back as Nat Butcher returns from suspension. Nafua White drops to the reserves and Corey Allen comes in on the wing for Daniel Tupo. Nathan Brown is again listed amongst the reserves. So I might kick us off here. Tohu, what to do? He is a sell, folks. Uh, I can't imagine they're going to try and bring him back too early after the saga of the last two to three weeks. So Tohu is a sell. Uh, and we'll talk about what you're going to do there. Sean Johnson, 51. We talked about this the last couple of weeks. Hold if you have him. He's cashed out as far as value goes. He's an injury risk. Don't buy him if you don't. In fact, I suggested you sell across to someone uh, like Adam Reynolds or possibly even Nico Hines, but that ship's pretty well sailed with Hines looking to play Origin. 
Jackson Ford, 40 points. Don't overthink this one. He had lots of missed tackles uh, because the big ogre out of Melbourne was running at him all night. And to be fair, I'd be pretty scared with that as well. Uh, he scored a try. He looks good when he runs the ball. He's got an engine. Uh, he's getting service from Sean Johnson. Park him. I still have him priced at, you know, a high 40, low 50 point a game player. Adam Fanil Blake, he had 80 points. He played heaps of minutes with injuries. Don't get too excited with this one. Josh Curran, 522k, 16 points. He's named it lock. He has a 54.9 point average courtesy of Stu when playing above 70 minutes. Now, let's say he only gets four games, and that'll be an absolute minimum with the grade one MCL to Torhu this time around. I think it'll be more like six. Stu, uh, it's, uh, it's but, a straight... But, but, by the way, he averages 70 minutes, right? That's above 40 minutes. So basically, if he plays lock above 40 minutes, he's playing big minutes at lock. He's a big minute lock player. So he has no games, right, that he's played at lock where he's played <laughs> like under 6.58 minutes is his shortest game wow. in 2021. In 2022, his shortest game at lock, 66 minutes. Now he's got a new coach, but they were playing big minutes off Tor Who will as well, right? Well, this is it. But if you're like myself and you got Tor Who and you've probably lost 20 to 30K, I can't see too many better ways to make guaranteed cash with Josh Curran, right? And, and at the end of the day, you're getting him at a discount. It's a straight swap down, and it might allow you, as a CNK owner, to possibly swap sideways, although I think I might wear the CNK for a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's it. And I'm having a look at the side as well. They're just really short on troops. Like, we do have Mitch Barnett due back, but they're playing him as a prop at the moment. So with the way that you're doing that, they'll probably shift uh, Bunty Afo back to the bench or maybe just run Barnett off the bench for a couple of weeks, get him up to speed. So, yep. yeah, I can see Josh Curran, Freddie Lassick, Bailey Sirenin, Tom as probably that edge cover. Tom Ale as uh, just straight prop, and they got Vilea as edge cover. Mate, so I think he, I think he could potentially be the boom of the week again. Like mm. I said earlier, you've got to have a reason to pick him up. We know with big minutes that he is a proven fantasy lock, and I can't see any reason with the players behind him or on this bench why he wouldn't be getting seventy minutes, right? That's it. Well, look, game's over 30 minutes, which he's had this year. So you have a 37 against the Roosters round two, a 52 against the Knights, and a 58 against the Cowboys. So, up. Yep, definitely. You've uh, got a few interesting ones here, mate. I do. Uh, uh, Luke Geary, kick us off. Let's have let's have a chat because I've got a few things to say about this. Look, Nick hit us up in the pregame chat, didn't he? Just going, mate, why do we not think about Luke Geary when we're talking about Joey Manu? So, as he'd do almost all the kicking. And he was right. So, Nick got on and he did very well. And if you like the new look Roosters, if you think the Roosters look better than they did, and I honestly think that they look much better than they have over the last month, a lot more structure, clear communication about what was going on, all the rest, uh, with Luke Keery running the side around and Joey Manu just doing Joey Manu type things. Uh, They're built a little bit like the 2020 Raiders. Yeah, that's it. So it's it's good, and I, I like the way that they're playing around. So I think that Luke Keery at 517k is a great buy. I think that there's I have absolutely no issue with anyone getting on. I would just check your exposure to the Roosters for round 13 buys. That's it. What about you? Yeah, and, and well, this is it. And, you know, in the past, I've been very vocal about Keery's HIA risk, but Stu... He's not playing his ball running 5'8 throw. It's a dinner suit role. It's very, very, very different. Uh, how often was I, he tackled last night? I don't think there's a stat for how many times he doesn't he was need to be. He can, That's what I mean. It's, 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 
Oh, gosh, I really want to. I don't think I can afford it. Bloody hell. I'd be blowing three trades to do it. Uh, That's hard. Yeah, mate, you got to spend money on like to buy a good guys. That's the thing. Yeah, but I'd be, I'd be getting rid of someone who's going to make me cash to do it, if that makes sense. I do. Mm. Look, it, either way, I saw him. He looked good. He got the 55. He wasn't with a 1,000 tries. So I, I think as he s- settles into the role, like who's doing the kicking? Manu's not going to do much kicking. Uh, and the only other person who's going to do a bit of kicking is Brandon Smith, who you're about to talk about. That's it. Well, look, let, let me pull up. Hold on. Let, let's for kicking. Let's talk about this. So I'm looking at the mass stats here. Joe Manu kicked for 34 meters. Yeah. So that was Luke, actually a good kick, by the way. Yeah. Luke, uh, it was a good kick, but the thir- it might have been two kicks in the end, but for 34 meters. Uh, after no, it was it was the one kick, right? The one that got the line goal dropout. Yep. Uh, no, so, I know it was a twenty meter restart, but yeah, I know the. Oh one. yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it should have been the line goal dropout, but yeah, they stuffed it. Uh, Kiri kicked for ten points worth three hundred thirteen meters, right? Made a grand total of and, seventeen and that was, tackles. That was in a game where they were pretty dominant with field position, right? Like I'd be expecting probably closer to the mid four hundreds. That's right. So which is a huge upgrade to his base stats. So before this game, he was average. Look at these numbers somewhere in the low hundreds of kick meters per game. So, yep, I'm definitely keen on him. Uh, There was a try in there. He did get the try for his 55 as well, right? And he did get a a field goal in there too. So it is inflated, but I still like it. All right, the other one that we got there, James. Oh, yeah, let's talk about Brandon Smith. Yeah, you so, got to do it. Yeah, I got to. So look, cheese is back. I've just got to say it. I got on a last week, so not last uh, two two weeks ago now. I've been enjoying it since. He's still got a break in at seventeen. He's still cheaper than I get on him. His DPP. He's going to cover you for a lot of games this season. Break even at seventeen. So he's just the things that I like about it. His minutes are up. His fitness appears to be up. He really didn't achieve much again, but like I don't know whether you're watching uh, Mitch, but the that line break that he did where he just busted straight through the line underneath duck and under tackles that was that's that classic was, cheese. It is that's the sort of cheese we saw early last year in that Parramatta game where he broke his hand. It is. Uh, he looked really good. That's and, pro- and look, you look at the injuries he had this year, Stu. He's had, I think, he's had a concussion and, and the ribs. It's not like the sort of things that he's not going to bounce back from once they're healed. There's no reason to think he can't keep doing this week to week. No, and look, he got a sixty with fourteen points worth of demerits, so five missed tackles, uh, an error, and a penalty. So, yeah. uh, look, you, you can see that the base stats are there, and unlike Reed Money, he's he's doing well. So thirty five tackles, which is decent, but the thing is, is that it was just like an offload. Our turnover tackle, like they're all repeatable, right? Forty-five yep. kick meters and one hundred twenty meters gained. So but he only had forty-five kick meters. So that means Kiri is doing all the kicking. Yeah, he kicked, I think, once or twice for the twice. I think during yes. the game at a dummy half. So we also got to talk about James Tedesco because Teddy's back. He's probably the cheapest you'll buy. He was looking good chasing in through the center, and he wasn't running for junk tackle bus out of his own end trying to make something happen. Did you notice that, Mitch? Like it he wasn't looks just, good. It wasn't yep. just like running like a running back trying to find a hole like he has been for the last couple of seasons, just pushing at people. Uh, so I'm liking it a lot where he was actually backing up on good play. I think that the Roosters were looking much better. So I reckon you can buy Teddy for under 600K, which is a pretty good option most years. You do have Origin coming up. So it is a little bit of a tougher buy, but he's still a good player. And you can hold him to the end of the year, right? Yeah, 576 for Teddy. That's easy to swallow. 
Yeah. Now, speaking about another guy, uh, Joey Manu. So for another 40 grand, you get Joey Manu for 616K. So you didn't make a 615K. Got a 70, guys. And again, for him, it's all pretty repeatable. Like that try that he scored is just something that he can do. So it's not unbelievable. Uh, he got the line break associated with it, but otherwise it was 29 tackles. He looked very strong in defense. There were five missed tackles, but I think a lot of those because he was up against Jack Bird, who just loves to push away. 11 tackle breaks, one offload, 127 meters, and obviously the one point for kick meters there. He looked good, Mitch. What did you think? I thought he looked fantastic. You put him in your team and you don't touch him for the rest of the year. That's it. You, you probably, you've got a 100K discount on the start of the year. And you know that he'll play fullback or 5'8 over Origin. He plays 5'8 for the rest of the year. He'll be the top scoring. Yeah, no, you, you're not wrong there. Although Jackie Bird will give him a run, but it'll, it'll be... Look, if you own them both, you're laughing, right? Yep, just like you. <laughs> uh, we've got to talk about Egan Butcher real quick. Uh, for those who didn't so well done, he still kept his starting spot in minutes as Tupania and Angus Crichton are both sitting on the bench. I, so, reckon, it's, I reckon he's still sell ter- territory there, mate. Yeah, oh, look, he, he certainly sells soon. So if you've held, that's great, but you, you probably should uh, enjoy the cash rise. Uh, we've got to talk about a couple of last guys real quick. Angus Crichton, just chuck a star on him. I'm expecting huge price drops coming off the bench. He got 27 to 63, which is expected upon return. He looked okay without really punching the line through or doing any Angus Crichton-style things. He'll just take a few weeks to get his confidence back as troops return like Nat Butcher. So, but... I'm if and when he gets that starting spot back, we want Angus Crichton and we want him as cheap as possible. So well, just, it's it's an easy swap. You probably swap Hosking into Crichton, right? Well, yeah. Well, you depending on or the maybe timing, or, or or Preston. Oh, look, you you'd, Preston? you'd certainly be happy for that. I'm hoping that Angus Crichton spends a few weeks on the bench, and then you know I can trade in someone even cheaper to him, right? Well, I think he'll spend probably two more weeks building his minutes up, and then you've got another two weeks for break even to balance. So what we're looking at four weeks, maybe. Yeah, so we're looking at origin time. So, And I don't think he'll get picked for game one. Uh, just do the short turnaround. I'm not convinced he'll get picked. So, yeah, well, well it dep- depends on how New South Wales is doing. If they win, they obviously won't change the team up much, apart from injuries. But if they lose, they'll start moving deck chairs because uh, Freddie's career's on the line. And fair enough. Joseph Surli, uh 15 points, guys, with five goals. So 10 points with the goals and five points. For- uh, he's a big, fat sell. Uh, I'm not sure these transition to centre properly, right, Mitch? He just looks a bit lost out there, mate. Put him on the wing where he doesn't have to position himself, I say. That's it. Uh, I think I think they'd do that, except I think that they're longer on wingers than they are on centres. So, on the plus side, guess who returned from their third ACL construction reserve grade this week? Billy Smith. Billy Smith. So, Talk about resilience there, mate. Far out. He, he, he a bit like Adam Dewey, he must be on his last chance, though. Uh, lest he go the way of one of the Stanley brothers who had multiple. I think Kyle Stanley or Chase Stanley had four. So That's it. Well, at a certain point, they might fail. Like, if you look at, um, what's his name? Uh, he played for, I can't even remember. Hooker. Played for the Panthers, also played for the... Uh, uh, he played halfback. Uh, Peter Wallace. Peter Wallace had a failed ACL repair. It happens. And, yeah. and look, we could go into it, but... It's just one of those things, I think, some body types, and uh, I think it was Chase Stanley said it, his body just wasn't built for rugby league, and I think, unfortunately, that could be the case with Billy Smith, who is, by all reports, an absolute stud, but that's three years of ACL rehab, mate. That's a lot of time. That that really starts to knock the wind out of you as a player, but I'd love to see him back and succeed. I really am rooting for Billy Smith, so hopefully he can get in there and 
play some good footy. I won't be touching him this time around, though. No, no, no touching. So no touching. <laughs> let's talk about a guy who people are interested in, Bunty Alfoa. So got a PM from this from one of uh, one of our regular listeners uh, talking about Bunty Alfoa, 57, all base stats. Now, that is definitely true. So I took a bit of a dive on Bounty Alfoa. And look, he did play very well during the game because I, I was noticing how well that he was pushing through. Uh, just pulling up his particulars now. So 56, 57 points in 56 minutes, 47 tackles, one missed tackle. So that's enormous. Is also more than any two of his games this year combined, Mitch. Jesus. And I think it was because essentially he was playing that team. There were zero players left on the bench at the end of that game for the Warriors. No no joke. There was no reserves because they had uh, Jazz off. They had Torhu off. They had Chans with their HIA. And then that Bailey Sirenin also went off for a, a Cat 2 HIA assessment with like 15 to go. So he just stayed out there the entire time. And obviously he played over the limit, but I can't see Bunty repeating that ever again. I don't even have anything of reference from Bunty to refer this to. So I can't see him as necessarily a straight up buy. The only thing is, is that, and we got Mitch Barnett like a little while away, don't we, Mitch? Yeah, well, it's just, we're just not sure, right? As I said, I think, was it last week or the week before? Last week. It's one of, yeah, it was either a burner or a discal injury. Well, I said a burner would be one, maybe two weeks and he still ain't back. So I don't love it. Uh, the, the the if he's lurking now Barnett is lurking in the reserves is he not no no he's not I don't love it mate we, Barnett could be any length of time couldn't okay. tell you but it's not going well if he's still not back yeah look the the answer is okay so with with Bunty you certainly can he'll he'll make you some quick term cash but he all he is is he's one bad week he's not a guy who's going to explode out for a sixty five next week without injury so really you're just hoping that he pushes out a whole bunch of forties in a row and you make your cash. Uh, you can do it. Uh, go for it. So if I'm just, I'm not super. With that in mind, uh, who have we got winning this one? I think I've got the Roosters probably by about sixteen. Simply due to the Whoa. fact that I simply due to the fact that the Warriors are missing. Dylan Walker's not going to get off on that man. The judiciary is not getting anyone. They it upsets care. me though. I like. I it upsets me that he's not going to get off. I know. It's stupid. That I, I, gone I, I, now, I, I am going to capture. I'm going to capture that though for, for the screen. Right? It upsets just, me that he's not going to get off. It, it does. It's just, it's ridiculous. I, I've played barely any rugby league in my life, but I've watched a lot of it. It's just one of those things. I I, I work in the, I, anyway, it's just. Yeah, you can see his arm is clearly it, trying to wrap the ball for the offload. I'm, I'm sick of Phil Gould saying it, but on this occasion, he's right. They're ruining the game. They're ruining the game. Like I get that we need to get the head knocks out. I could not agree more, but it's a contact sport. He took a good hit, you know. You can't. What is they want? They want him to hold these head as he comes down to the ground. Yeah, put 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 him on a koala mattress. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Anyway, all good. I've I've got roosters by four. I think the Warriors will play tough, but you know what? They they could get blown out of the water. The thing is, I think in all likelihood the roosters attack is going to click another gear here, and Angus Crichton's going to be that much fitter. So you're probably not wrong. Uh, final one, mate. This is the grudge match in our household now. We're missing the two. Oh, we are missing the team this, mate. Sorry, I, I possibly stuffed no, that right. one up. Let me pull it up for you. I will start talking about some of the players, though, while you do this. So, Jack DeBellin, I watched him really carefully, Stu. We were big on him uh, last week. He looked really good. 
He doesn't look quite like 2018 Jack DeBellin, but he's playing tough. He made a lot of really good tackles in the middle. Now, I wish Nick was here so I could get his thoughts on this, but I'll, I'll defer to you instead, Stu. He didn't get the full game as he had sort of the previous week. Uh, he got the HIM. That's why he went off for head injury. Oh, did he? I was going to say because it was a tougher game. Well, I didn't think he looked as though he was gassed at any point. So that sort of answers my question because I just wondered if Hook pulled him off just to give him a bit of a breather because he was playing tough, hard minutes. I'm not sure if you watched the game. Yeah, but He did. made a lot of really important tackles in the middle. Huh. He was fantastic at running the uh, ball to the line. And to me, I think he's only second to Isaiah Yo in his ability to do that. Uh, uh, he, he was and, snapping and, and, a lot of players, and that's what I was really impressed by, was the number of players that he actually brought down quickly with that bottom legs tackle. He, and he does so safely. One of the, he has one of the best tackling techniques in the league. He's unlikely to get done for judiciary. I think he's out of his days of you know being a troublemaker. I'm not worrying about his calf. 626K, I think there's a relatively big buy uh, rating on him, and he's only 3.1% owned. And guys, he plays round 13. He does, which we and he's, like. And you know what? He's in a position, as I said last week, where I'm not worried because the Dragons are going to do a lot of tackling this year. They certainly are. And he looks like he was just running after anything. He's just been told, go and tackle it. He's he, playing tough. He, he, you know, he, he and Jack Bird uh, and Tyrell Sloan, I think, are the only, Dragons you, the only ones who look any good either. That's so. it. Benny Hunt's been hot and cold this year, so avoid. Oh, I think he's a little out, but, you know, that's, that's probably due to... What's happening in the in the back room there? He's probably got the uh, big sads that his good mate Hook's going. He's, gone. <laughs> he's probably his only friend of the Dragons. <laughs> Hook's gone. Uh, Tyrell Sloan. I'll, I'll I'll go through the run through after I'm done here. Tyrell Sloan. I was very worried at minus two at halftime. He's the biggest confidence player in the NRL, and I'm sure I've said that a few times before. Forty three points. He is the most talented player on the Dragons. I'm going to say it every time I talk about him. He really is. You know, if you've got him, just keep holding on. There's still a little bit more cash to eke out. Eventually, you know, there'll be a time where you can trade across to a Teddy or a proven performer. But while he continues to punch out these scores, stick around. And just remember, like, if the Dragons need points, they nearly won the game through Tyrell Sloan. That ball bounces half a second later. Pyro ends up with two tries and probably 54 points to his name. So all the points are going through Tyrell. As long as Hook doesn't break his confidence, just hang in there a little bit longer. And then once we've got our cash, which, you know, I still think that's probably he's at 449k. I reckon there's 50 to 100k left there. So don't be silly. Just hang on. If you don't have to play him and you're starting 13, don't. Unfortunately, I currently do. Uh, and then Jack Bird, look, he's named on the edge again. I think Stewie's just going to keep punching out 50-point games. The only question right now is at that price point, can you justify it? as probably the premier center in the fantasy NRL other than Joey Manu. That's that's probably the real and question. And he's right safer now. than Joey Manu. That's the only difference. Is, look, and and his, his points aren't going away anytime soon. If you, if you have risk, if you have cash, I go and pick up Jackie Birds just because it's a safer buy. If you need to take risks to shift up or to, to things, I go get Joey Manu. Does it but, surprise me that Jack Bird's only at 9% ownership? Joey Manu's higher at 124 That surprises me. Like Joe Money was really high early to percentage as well, and um, what I would call, as dumb as it sounds, a lot of dud teams uh, owned him early on. Like, like you know, you, you sort of unanimous type team that people. You put better up. hope Emma doesn't listen to this podcast, mate. She would know <laughs> from the start. <laughs> as I'm saying, you bought him at 700k. You didn't know quite what you were buying, right? Yeah. He's averaging. Holmes is higher ownership too, 15.5. He is. So look, Jack Bird. He's a hard guy to own because watching him can exercise in pain. As soon as I bought him, the first week I bought him a couple of weeks ago, I was just like, oh my God, I'm on the train again. Because you yep. watch him, it's like, oh, that's amazing. 
look at that, that's a 14-point run. And then you go, penalty conceded, missed tackle, flies out of the line, fly kicks a dude. Like, whatever happens, you're just like, oh my god, lost eight points. So, you just it's a frustrating ride. So, we'll see how he goes. Now, uh, I'll quickly run through the teams, mate. So, Michael Muller is named to start at prop after a late inclusion from the bench on Anzac Day. He wasn't particularly good up the middle, so... Really looking forward to his brother returning. Zane Musgrove, thank God, is just the replacement player. Jacob Little is off the bench at hooker, and I thought he looked pretty good there, but could swap with Moses Embai. I don't think that's going to happen after impressive showing at dummy half. I think that's really using Embai to soften up the opposition to give uh, Liddell a clear run up they the guts. They look much better with him there. Yep, they did. I, I think I'd be playing 20 minutes of Embai uh, just to let Liddell... Um, take on the softer softer forward pack, a bit like what the Panthers are doing with Sonny Luke, and then you can park and buy there in case you have an injury like they did to uh, Moga out in the wing. Yes. Anyway, that's what I'd be doing. Uh, Bulldogs versatile forward, New Brown, is set to return two weeks ahead of schedule from his elbow uh, injury suffered in round four, so he's only going to have done the five weeks. I think I said he'd, between, he'd be between four and six, so that to me actually sounds about right. Carl Olapu also remains in the reserves, but could be a late inclusion into the side with Josh Reynolds replay, named to replace Carl Flanagan in the half. Oh, God, the Bulldogs are going to win. Curtis Moran and Sam Hughes have been named as new faces on the interchange list, but could see further changes as the week unfolds. Now, Josh Reynolds being named Stu, we've got to talk about Matt Burton. Yeah, we do. Okay, so look, he's drinking the milkshake at seven and will do so with Reynolds too. So I've got to get on rating. Like I was really worried about Burton a couple of weeks ago because at six, once Cole Flanagan, he picked up double the number of receipts of Matt Burton in one of those games. So I was just wasn't seeing the activity there. This was the game where they, he got two tries, including an intercept try for 80 meters. Still only got a 50, right? Because he's just not receiving the ball. And then the week after, he gets a 39. And I was really worried. I had him traded out a couple of times that week. But it turns it around. They put the number seven on his back just to run this team around. And you can really see the difference that it made. So his the number of uh, receipts really increased as far as it went for him. So I was really impressed by that. And the fact is, is that like if you look at here, he got one try save, which is impressive, and three goals. But so much of the rest is just... 423 kick meters, so his kick meters are up. Uh, more running as well, because he had sort of the ball a bit earlier. Teams weren't able to gang up on him as effectively, because, you know, they knew if he was second man, you know, you can just probably outside him. Yeah, I was impressed. So I'm thinking that Matty Burton is back to where we want him to be. What about you, Mitch? Look, I think he is, but I would take Kiri over Matt Burton for 100k less. Yeah, it's just a little it's just a little bit less safe. We know that Matt Burton will be playing for a long time. You never know when the train will end and they'll bring Sam Walker back. I think the Roosters look really good, but I think if they start sucking again, then Walker back. Yeah, look, I didn't watch Matt Burton's most recent game, so I'm not going to comment on that 63, but in the games I have watched cuz generally I watch every Bulldogs game I didn't watch. Uh I haven't been impressed, so I'll leave that one to you. At 63 points with that extra uh base stats though, it is hard to say no. Because I believe he's at 620k, isn't he, Stu? Is that right? Uh, no, he's, he's at uh, 668. So, look, wow, Luke 160, Keery, 160 less for Luke Keery. Come on. You're the value, man. That's true. Though, that was with a try and that's, a field goal. So, th- take away those 13 points. We've got Luke. I think he'll, I think the only reason he didn't have heaps of points is in that dinner suit role. When you're parked in the opposition 40, it's hard to get kick meters. That's true. 
So you're right there. Look, Kiri is probably the better buy. But if you're looking to buy a keeper half, you could go with Matt Burton, who well, is he's playing the Dragons. That's it. I'm not going to captain him, but he'll do well. Might be running at BMM all night. Good have a day. <laughs> he could be. Uh, no, I think it uh, depends on which side he plays. I guess. Uh, well, only seven. He should be playing both, right? That's true. Uh, look, we got uh, Jacob Preston, guys, 53. So 53 was a really good score for an edge this week. There were a lot of bad scores. Just to hold, uh, leave him alone, still continue to make value. No easy alternates to get out, except I probably wait a week because Preston will make more cash. Guy we've got to talk about, Corey Waddell got a 73. And he won't jag a try in a line break every week, but his score was propped up by all good base stats. So a uh, bunch of tackles, a uh, bunch of running meters as well. So the big thing for him that I like if you're going to get off Kerry Waddell is the length of duration of the window that he has. So the kick-out pack is not back to luck. Around. Did kick-out have surgery? Uh, no, I'm not sure whether he had surgery, so, but he did have a torn pack. So they're talking about like eight. Depends surgery 10. or not. Uh, uh, keep going, mate. I'll um just just check to I see. see. Anyway, but look, I- I'm just seeing these decent Katoa cash down. Uh, Joshy Reynolds, guys. Mate, he's scheduled for surgery. So how long is that? Four to six. There you go. So 16 weeks. So 16 weeks from entry. So he'll be back maybe just to build a bit of combat. He so, probably wouldn't risk it. So Waddell's really, because TPJ, they're saying is an outright middle this year. So really, the only danger is Raymond for Talamariner. So the danger for him is due back, who I think is due back, what, round 14? Yes, that's pre- soon. That's soon. Yep. So, so Might be round 12. Anyway, it's soon. 12 to 14. So you maybe have four or five rounds. But because he's got that good score, that will kickstart his price rises very nicely. So Waddell has probably at least three game. Speaking of that, with that Luke Thompson, when Luke Thompson returns, so Raymond Fatala Mariner, I've got a star on him. He's now at 399k. He's fallen 161k so far this year. I'm waiting until he's moved out to an edge. Uh, he probably won't work out how to play 13 coming back by then. But once he does move back out to an edge, he is going to be another great cash cow. So just go, go stop what you're doing. Pause the potty. Chuck a star on, on RFM. Wait till he's named to 12. Hop on. The other guy we've got to talk about really quickly is two guys we've got to sell. Reed Marnie. Until this team writes itself, you've got to sell him. You've got a 35. Another 15 points with the demerits. It's just, it's hard to see where he's coming from, I think, until that side gel. <laughs> Wondering when the soundboard would come out. <laughs> I forgot I've had to concentrate all night tonight. Bloody Nick's not there to jump in for me. That's it. So read my... I've been moved up to friggin' prop. I'm, a, I'm an outside back. What is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he's, he's an urgent sell. I bought him because I thought he was back to 21 read money, but he's just... So And once maybe this team gets itself put together at the end of this year, he could be worth a look. Till then avoid. Same as Hayes Perham. I think he's finally capped out, lost a little bit of money. Uh, cash down to Buller or up to Drinkwater, Teddy, Manu. I think with Nick Sprimson. So, yeah, just just cut out. Uh, time to sell Hayes there. If nothing else, I think he's the next domino to fall as they look for alternates there. I'd on, like someone like Avarillo back at fullback to add a little bit more ball playing and a few more options back there. Run him like uh, Drinkwater. And once I was done with doing that, I'd move in a guy like uh, who's picked up a bit of things like Skelton to replace him. So with that in mind, I have... I didn't even put down a... Uh, you got to take the... No, I'm going to put the Dragons. They played real well. I'm going to put the Dragons by six. Is this a Jubilee? Sure, uh, it's got to be. No, no. I'd otherwise I'd be going, mate. It's... Uh... Don't tell me they took this game to war. 
That must be just because there's no fans down there or something. I, I don't understand why you do that. Mate, I'm just waiting for the bloody demerge. Bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah. All right. Not enough. Uh, it is. God, come on, Mitch. Uh, Wollongong. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, I don't understand why. I I bloody go to that game too. Be a good game. I, I would I would be at the game. I'd be at the game even if it was at Acor. Uh, oh, you, do you know I, what though? I'll give you a Wollongong if you want, mate. It's a long way to go to watch. I'll I'll, I'll chat to Emma because she might want to go. Um, the one thing I would say is maybe the Dragons would will win because the one thing, mate, that they have been awful at since Philandis ball is defending the quick play of the ball at the middle. Jack DeBellin and those leg tackles wasn't a problem. No, it wasn't. I, the, it, with the exception, yet yeah, one time, and it wasn't his fault. It was no. uh, Michael Molo. No, exactly. Fact, he was twice. out of position. He, it, Jack DeBellin, after making a tackle, was out of position. Yeah. Yep. If so, you had had Francis Molo there, it probably doesn't happen. And and look, at the end of the day, the Dragons outfly backs aren't terrible. Like On paper, they've got a lot of good pieces. I wish we had uh, you know, Jackson Ford over Ben Murdoch Masilla, but there is some good stuff. I just think the coach isn't getting 100% out of them. I felt like they've been a bottom of the top eight team for a while. I don't see that happening this year, but you know, it'll probably be close. I got dogs by six. Excellent. That should be a good game to watch down there. Uh, nice, nice time of year to watch footy down there too. So if you can get the game, go for it. All right. With that in mind, uh, we got to get to captaincy this week. So look, I reckon that the look, it's probably Nico as the best option this week, right? Mitch. Oh, all hail the click, the King. They got the Tigers, man. Oh, that's true. Okay, so you're thinking Cleary, okay. The vice-captain? I've got Murray. Against the Broncos. Uh, Come on, yep. no Haas. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's probably a good one. I was thinking maybe Matty Burton against the Dragons. But, yeah, you're right. I probably. would say he's the spicy pick. Yeah, you're right. Matt Burton's the spicy pick. Cam Murray's the safe pick there. That's why we own him. Uh, so, definitely there, Matty Burton. Uh, I, think, I, don't... I think Mitchell Moses is a little bit spicy against the uh, Knights as well. Do you reckon Marnie's spicy against the Raiders running against a guy like Ronald Volkman? Oh, you mean the Warriors? Yeah, yeah. I do. Sorry. I think Manu's spicy every week. That's true. You could run him. You know that. You know what he's got. He can push a 70. I don't think I can take the stress of Emma seeing that on the Insta Reels again and uh, captaining him and threatening to, you know, not let me go on the podcast again if he doesn't crack out a score. I cracked out the best score out of the captaincy options she had, mate. Right? That was stress from Thursday through to Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let, let's go with there. So I, I'm thinking here, I'm thinking Burton, but you're right, Moses as well. All right. Uh, trades this week. So I guess we've talked about doing the thing, but I'm definitely getting around Isaac Thompson, probably to Buller, free up some cash. And whether I pick up Luke Keary or one of those, uh, one of the two, probably drink water, simply due to the fact that I own so many roosters, I'm finding it hard to pick up Teddy. How about you, Mitch? Mate, I'm probably going to make at least two of those trades. I, I just, I, it would leave me with no center coverage to get Thompson out for Buller, but I'd put away 140K. And then without a doubt, I'm going to do uh, for Hudakar. And in fact, I've already done it. So I'll have 350K of lolly money to spend on my winger fullbacks moving forward, which is pretty tasty. Could go get Joey Manu. I have Joey Manu. Okay. Uh, Jack Bird. I oh, know that's three trades in a round, though. I don't love it. No, I got you, but yeah, if you got to it's make tempting. Trades. It's tempting. It's tempting because then I could shift Hammer to wing fullback, and uh, then Have I just got yeah, that's exactly right. It's tempting. It does put me down to twenty trades, which isn't great, but then theoretically I shouldn't have to trade for a while in my tip spot at that stage. That's it. Now, same for me. Look, I've kept Jerry Tarpany. I'm not going to sell him because if nothing, I'm instead for Origin. Yep. 
So round 13, me, mate. Don't make the same mistake as last year. No, that's it. Oh, round 17 is when I got slapped last year. Round 13, I did okay. Round 17, I had four. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's talk about questions from the people. I've answered a few direct, so we'll just go for the ones which, which were left up here. This one's for you, Mitch. Hey, lads, love the work. Thought on selling Haas, Murray, or Edwards to boost boost the depth for Teddy, Drink, Mo Fonawaka, and Cotter? Yeah, let me just think that through. Uh, I, I don't think I'd be selling Haas no. or Edwards. You could potentially sell Murray. Who are you bringing in, though? You'd probably bring in Drinkwater because Teddy and Cotter are going to play Origin. But I have to say, if I was selling Murray, I'd probably bring in Cotter. Yeah, you would. Uh, you, you need a forward at that point, right? Yeah. I, I don't know, know if I'd do that. I don't know if I'd do that trade, Stu. I think Haas, Murray, and Edwards. Nick said this last week. Uh, hold the trades unless you have a good reason to really get rid of them. Like, Haas is out for a week. Murray's still good till Origin. Edwards plays for the best team in the league. Yeah. I, I, I think everyone there's maybe the exception of Cotter as a downgrade. And I'm having a look here. Mo Fonawaker, right? I'm just trying to understand. Now, look, he did push out a 68. I get it. Uh, 222 running meters. I get a feeling he's a real beneficiary of that early rampage against, like he was really pushing through for that early rampage against the Dolphins, right? Yep. And by the look of this, like big minutes played and made a bunch of tackles too in the second half when they were down, but frequent occurrence. He also did well round four against Dolphins. Look, you can pick him up, but I'm, I'm not thrilled here. I pick up Cotter over him. Get Karen. Yeah, go get Karen. Uh, next. Vinny Shoesmith, is it too early to push pull the trigger on Drinkwater based on his upcoming games? That I think you answered that one, Mitch, which is you are concerned and say yes. Yep. I don't see a reason that his form's going to turn around other than he had a good game against Newcastle. I'd have a good game against Newcastle. Okay, yep, I take that to mind. For me I just I just need to see a reason that's better than he played against Newcastle and had a good score. Yeah, I get it. Okay, for me, I'm I understand why you'd hop on. I'm I'm not fussed at the moment. I'll be completely honest with you. For for drink water, uh, I I'm thinking if you can fit him in, go for it. The Grant to Robson right now till round thirteen. So Grant's got the buy this week, Mitch. Yep. So do you go to Robson now, or do you just play Cheese and Boyd? I think you could probably get away with Cheese and Boyd, uh, but then if you don't do Grant this week, you've got to keep him through Origin, right? No, oh, you you can trade into Robson because Robson only got a fifty last week, so he's still trading cash. Well, okay, well then, in in that case, why you not? You could do wait it till now? round thirteen, but you could play all three of them, and like you would play all three. So, look, I think it depends on his emergencies, right? It does. Who, so, who's on the back end? Yeah, because Robson's going to punch out between. It's guaranteed. Yeah, that's true. I think it's the issue is is that Boyd's the reason why they're looking there is because Grant Boyd and Cheese all don't play thirteen. Whereas Robson does, that's the yeah. So the question is, I think like you're going to trade him wait. at some point. I I would probably wait. What's the week? storm schedule after? The... I probably that's wait. probably what's blaming. Ah, uh, you looking it up? Yep, I got it. Rabbits, Broncos, Dolphins, Cowboys, Sharks. Yes. Yeah, Sorry, so... let me let me say it again. Rabbits, Broncos. Yeah, Rabbits, Broncos, Dolphins, Cowboys, Sharks. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not and, easy. And with Origin in there, Harry Grant. So you probably you'd only keep him until round twelve, right? So, Robertos, Broncos, Dolphins. Harry Grant, he'll play. He'll get plenty of points in those games because make a ton of tackles, right? Will he make more play tough through the middle? Though. Probably be much of a muchness. So, you probably... Robson over four games. Look, you, you can pull it this week, mate. I think it's 50-50. I'd probably keep Grant for three games. It depends what you want to do with the extra cash. You're getting 100k cash. 
That's so true. if that if that frees you up to get like a Joey Manu, uh, if it freezes you up to get a Jack DeBellin, I don't hate it. That's true. Or get rid of one of these guys who were saying you're urgent cells. Yep. yep, do that. So it just I think it just depends on needs, but you could do either as far as if you don't need the cash, you probably hold, make the trade for a little bit later because you don't know if Robson's going to get HIA this week. Um, and that, that really is a legitimate concern week to week with players. You don't want to pull the trigger unnecessarily. And we've talked about that in the past, but if you're going to use the money right now or need to, then you'd probably pull the trigger. Yep, I like it. Okay, so what to do with Elikator or Warbrick? So, uh, Elikator, Mitch, what do you think? Sell. We yep. sold him last week. Sell to Jack DeBellin. Sell to Josh Curran. Sell to... There are a few others that we said. Uh, Sean Lane? Sean, oh, no, I love that. Sell to Sean Lane. That's yeah, cool. if you've got some bit of cash, I'd sell Yum. to Sean Lane. Because you just Yum. park him in your team for the rest of the year until round 27. He's proven performer. And as I said to you, there is good reason why his scores have been a little bit down. But I can't see why they'll continue to be. And I think he'll really help the Eels in their go forward, creating space for their outside back. So I suspect the Eels are going to start taking flight in the next couple of weeks. I'm just yep. looking up the list if there's anyone better to sell to. No, I like it. Yep. No, I, I've been looking through edges for a little while now. It's, yeah, it's it's current all lane uh, standouts for me. So I'm just... I think just... lane probably has the better blue sky. We just don't know about Torhu, but I'd say minimum four weeks. Yeah, that's it. Exactly right. But you know that if you buy lane, you don't need to touch him. Uh, yeah, exactly right. So I'd probably go lane. Yep. Uh, which is which is all I'm, I'm saying for, for trades to Warbrick into Buller. Yep. <laughs> you could buy Jermaine Hopgood, but you probably get a couple of weeks left there. So don't don't bother just yet. I'm seeing if there's anyone else who's absolutely jumping out at me. Uh, you could buy Jai Arrow. He's the only other guy that'd be interested in there. Six, if you didn't quite have Sean Lane money, but I buy Sean Lane over Jai Arrow. Personal thing. Yep. Uh, okay. Looking forward. Uh, for Will Warbrick, I'm thinking probably the quickest. Cool. Yeah. Near, near, Easy peasy. Done. Okay. Uh, uh, Ian Sparrow asks, uh, Katoa to Bird. That's the other, that's a pretty good option, right, Mitch? Yeah. I don't hate it. It gives you the DPP. It's nice. That's it. I did something pretty similar a little while back. Uh, Michael Pasteur. SJ, cash out now. Cash out on the feature, man. Yep. Uh, he, no, seriously, I, I said it. I said it last week. Cash out in the feature. You can yeah. go get. Uh, hang on, what's Sean Johnson currently priced at? He's at eight hundred twenty-two. Stu, you could cash out to Mitchell Moses. You could cash out to Adam Reynolds. You would have money left over to do with as you please. If you're really bold, although I think it's too late, you could have used some of that cash to grab uh, Nico Hines. You could have Nico Hines and Cleary. I think Sean Johnson has peaked, and there are a lot of injuries to this Warriors forward pack, which mm. was creating him space. And uh, letting him play that dinner suit rule, but also giving him the opportunity to run the ball. Where he was getting those, he was turning those forties into fifties or eighties or nineties, right? That's it. So um, I said cash out last week. Uh, I was wrong about not getting him on the start of the season. I wish I did, but uh, you know, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's right. Enjoy the two hundred grand. Uh, even Adam Reynolds save a hundred grand there, and he plays all the way through to round sixteen. Oh, so you can park. I, I love that trade. The thing about Sean Johnson is he plays thirteen. You know, he, he does play thirteen, but he misses twelve at this stage. So and he's short on troops, whereas Adam Reynolds plays all the way through to rounds. Fair. So fair. and and then you trade him out for for someone there. You can trade him out to Nico even at some yep. point if he doesn't get picked for Origin. All right, that's the last of the questions. We've been cracking it for a while, Mitch. Anything left for you, mate? Playing prop is tough. I tip my hat to Nick. Uh, 
those minutes up the middle are not easy, and I'm looking forward to returning to my outside back role next week. <laughs> oh, tough work there, mate, having to turn yeah. up. That's nah. it. Had to play the full 80 minutes in the middle. It's not great. <laughs> I like that. That's that's a good one. All right. Well, look, thank you everyone at home for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, hopefully you get time to listen to this before the game start or at least before the Friday games. Uh, this is the Boom or Bust Round 9 Teamless Tuesday podcast signing out. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.